Gentlelady is back. Who seeks recognition? For what purpose does the gentleman from Kentucky seek recognition? I, I, speak, I seek to speak on the amendment. The gentleman is recognized. There are just a few things I want to correct in, in the story or examples that were just given. I think it's been dispelled that the vaccine prevents the spread of COVID. I mean, I don't know why we're still saying that. I mean, the CDC director has apologized for being wrong about that. Uh, the NIH directors said that he was wrong about that. Deborah Literally everybody, Deborah Burks. Come and yield. I, I will yield. Did Dr. Fauci admit that he was wrong about that as well yet? I, I believe they've all admitted that. No, no way. During 2021, we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines and, and that vaccine a key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus, the virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. I think given the country as a whole, the fact that we have now about 50% of adults fully vaccinated and about 62% of adults having received at least one dose as a nation, I, I'm, I feel fairly certain you're not gonna see the kind of surges mm -hmm. we've seen in the past. If you're vaccinated, you're not gonna be hospitalized. You're not gonna be in an ICU unit and you're not gonna die. You're okay, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Welcome to the Daily Wrap-Up concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Sunday, August 7th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. I've got a big show planned for you. Tried to do a little bit of a teaser on Instagram. Found out that we're now censored from doing lives on Instagram. <laughs> Just add it to the growing list. My weird, awkward side shot Instagram new videos that nobody's watching, apparently not allowed to say the things that all the other people are saying on Instagram. Why are we targeted? 
because we're objective and because we're nonpartisan. That's why it's very, very, very obvious. But we have a really big show planned for you today. Going to go over a couple points on that note, but some important discussion around foreign policy today, which we're going to start with. Robert Inlakesh has been doing some outstanding work on this. So too have a lot of people in this field. We've been focused a lot on the biosecurity state. As you know, it all ties together, especially Ukraine, which we're going to talk about today as well. But we're going to start today with what's going on in Gaza. That's never stopped since we've been reporting it for the years in the past. But to now, it's been a nonstop situation. One of the largest, most it's it is one of the worst human catastrophes in living memory, like in general, ongoing, nonstop threats, attacks, rape, murder, theft, stealing the demolition, displacement. I mean, it just never stops. And everybody has an argument about it and a sidestep, but the bottom line has always been, and this is the crazy part about it, about how the UN means everything when they want it to, but is a completely taken organization that doesn't mean anything when they want it to as well. Usually when Israel gets called out, oh, well, they're racist and so on, except we do everything else they say over here. As always, double standard, hypocritical. Nothing means everything, everything means nothing. But the problem is that the UN has always maintained per the Geneva Conventions, that this location, occupied Palestine, has a right to armed rebellion, or rather any occupied territory. They have that right. That never changes, regardless of what happens. The bottom line is, what's continued to happen is that the Israeli government has continued to bomb and attack and suppress and degrade this location. And there are times when they do fight back, usually, and as well as fighting, shooting rockets and so on. That does happen. The bottom line is, everything that happens in this situation is illegal in regard to the Israeli government. And even now, Betselem and Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch and just about any normal thought person with more than two brain cells to rub together can stand up and acknowledge that the world community has made this clear now. It was gr grueling, grudging, this long process to get people to be able to discuss this. Dragging that Overton window, right? Making sure we can acknowledge the apartheid state that it really is. And now the only thing allowing this to not really change is the U.S. government and the West allowing Israel to do it at once because of their political agendas. So we're going to show you what's been happening over the last couple of days. Forty plus people killed, over 15 children, half of them women or girls and women. The point of this is, is it's insulting to your intelligence to pretend that this is this is OK because they're all bad guys over there like we're in kindergarten. So we're going to walk through that story today to start with. We're going to talk about Ukraine and some really alarming discussion around farmland being sold to Monsanto, BlackRock and a lot of other people right about the beginning of all this before the food crisis discussion, before the farmer discussion, but just before the Ukraine war started. Of course, because a moratorium was ended that's been there forever, which allowed them to sell it to mostly Americans. Totally nothing to see there, though, guys. All organic and Russia did it, right? Of course, because all that planning meant nothing. We're also going to talk about the pandemic of the injected, which pretty much sums up the latter half of the show, which there are a lot of different points to this. A Japanese doctor speaking out and saying that these boosters are hurting people and that we need to stop them, in particular people that were already sick before they got them, which is what we've been telling you, the comorbidities, and it ties in with everything else we've been discussing. But it's also dangerous for just about anybody else that takes it, guys. Anybody, in my opinion. We're also going to go over the data from Scotland again, being new data, and the UK continuing to show you what we are telling you. Even the data that they're letting out, that they're not showing you the breakdown like they used to. But what they're now letting out, even it's because it's impossible to hide now. It's showing you that at the very least, there is no benefit based on the data they're showing. But we know it's worse than that, that there's not only no benefit, there's detriment to taking this. But New South Wales, same exact point. They're now being forced to admit that they are not telling the truth. 
because of what we have been showing you. Now, we're going to also talk about um, which will, oh, that's right, a German health insurance fund that is admitting what we are also telling you, that they've been forced to pay out all sorts of stuff for people that are vaccine injured. Where is all this news? Not in the corporate media. Of course, not even on the independent media, because you can't see us right now unless you know where to look. That's how censorship works. But we're also going to talk about the collapsing discussion again. Just a couple of fine points at the end to show you that this really is very obviously happening just in this very small time frame and a really sad discussion of a father calling a doctor and asking why they didn't inform his his wife about the myocarditis risk, which they're obligated to do as long as as well as everything else that's there. But the one that they know for sure is a problem they don't even tell people about. That's not informed consent, guys. It's an alarming conversation you'll want to hear. And to end a little point on the pre-crime aspect. Now, let's start off. I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Emily. You might have known my former assistant is a really great person. And her and her husband run PSU Film and Video. And this is it. This is their website. And this is their, their work. And I really loved for you. If you have work, throw it their way, guys. Because they just did some great work for me. And uh, just because they wanted to, made a really great intro for the new show that I will be playing later today after this show called Moving Target. It's going to be a Rockman exclusive, and I've been going to be playing my outstanding interview with Carrie Wedler that I'm embarrassed to say is over a week old. I mean, I don't even know how I let that happen. But bottom line is, it's just one thing after another in the show and so on. And so it's a great interview, a couple of dated points in there, but the bottom line is you guys need to hear what Carrie has to say and what else. And perfect, perfect opening show for Moving Target as somebody who was censored from the very beginning, long before anybody else really in the context of the awareness of it, the first purge and antimedia.com, a site that I wish we still had. But I wanted to give them a shout out because the because they put that together for me and they didn't ask for a thing. And so they deserve your respect and attention and work. Now, moving past that, I wanted to start with a quick few points on censorship that I thought were really interesting that I, I briefly mentioned about Instagram. But first, this video I've played a lot. I'll probably play it again today. I don't know. I've moved that off. We don't have any mass conversation today. So this is just a clip that I've played that you've heard. It's only a minute long. In fact, it, it loops on the rumble side of it if, you, if the video is not ready, which is just literally me reading exactly what the writing on these peer-reviewed studies say. I go off on a lot of conversation in the video, but what you're seeing is just the quick clips of me literally reading the most important parts of what the peer-reviewed science says. And all the tweet says is many peer-reviewed studies show masks can be unsafe and are not statistically significant. That's not my opinion. It is, in fact, but that's not what I'm saying for. That's what the science that I'm reading says. And then I literally provide the source material like nobody does. And there's their tweet, right? Minimal engagement because this account has very small engagement right now, which hopefully you guys can help me grow. But as Blind Man Mind points out, they're already censoring this. This account that's not censored yet, that as far as they know, isn't me. I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but what's the logic there? Why are they, why, if they knew it's me, they should censor the account. The point is they're censoring it because of what it shows you. It's not about data. You guys all know this. It's about narrative. And it doesn't matter how much peer-reviewed science we dump on it. If it challenges the narrative, masks save lives and vaccines are the best thing ever, then you're going to be censored for the most part. There's always caveats to that if you're not that large, if you don't have much reach, or if you're too large, right? There's all this way. They're very, not as much as they were before, but they're careful about how they, do, like right now to them, we are per persona non grata. And we're not large enough, I guess, or have the right connections enough with the certain large enough people for them to care. I don't have enough money to create a lawsuit, so I can't fight for my account back. You know, someone like uh, Alex Burns, uh, uh, Burnson, 
good on him for fighting for it. He deserves to win that because he was right. They censored him even though he was right. The problem is that we don't all have that ability. And we're in the exact same position. I can prove to you the things that they censored us for that they wrote down have now been proven to be true. And we're still here. I'm not complaining. Screw Twitter. I don't even care. The point is about showing you how vivid and real and active this is to stop you from seeing not just what they're calling misinformation, but literally peer-reviewed science. How crazy is that? Here's another example, by the way. Blind mind was poisoning these around. That's why he noticed. This is what it shows you. <laughs> Look at this. Stay informed. Learn more about like this. This tweet is it doesn't even say that it's fake, but it's meant to make you think that it is. And again, it's just links and just reading from science. And they want you to stay informed. Well, that is the most informed you could possibly be. Hilarious. I mean, it's alarming, but it's hilarious. And then Jay uh, Bhattacharya, the, the do uh, doctor, Jay, says there is so much irony in Twitter placing a misleading label. I love how he writes a misleading, misleading label on a lawyer who is suing the government for collaborating with Twitter to violate free speech rights. This is the same lawsuit that we were talking about, that my name was literally, or rather the account uh, that I was using on Twitter, my secondary account, if they censored the first one, was targeted as censored, as to be censored by Twitter. CDC literally pointed at my account and said, that needs to go. And it was about viral sh uh, vaccine sh uh, sh bike shedding, which before they censored, it was proven. And they know that because they were forced to reinstate the person's account, Dr. Warren, who first said it. And the account, the, the show they pointed at was in quotes, was because I was pointing to him saying that. This is easy to see. So after they knew that they had to for bring it back because it was true, they still censored my account. Same thing's happening here. They're just censoring her because she's the person involved with that same lawsuit. And it's so literally, as it says right there, if this were Animal House, Twitter would be rooting for the censorous dean, right? I mean, it's making a joke about, but it's 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 true. And here's what it says: Twitter has now slapped a warning label on one of his, uh, Jenin's tweets. And here's what it says: I have no doubt that woke twenty-two-year-old recent college grads working at Twitter, you know, assuming that's what, regardless of who they are, no more than a renowned cardiologist about myocarditis. So it makes perfect sense. That this account was locked out of out of this person was locked out of his account for tweeting about a review of myocarditis rates following vaccination of all things myocarditis. Do you realize how desperate they are right now? I know I was saying that early and people pushed back going, well, I don't maybe, you know, I don't they're not desperate They're This is right in lock with their plan. Maybe it is. But guys, can we not see how clearly this shows that they're desperate? They are actively censoring experts, doctors, not just the fringe weirdos from the beginning, not to say that they were fringe weirdos. That's what they were saying. You know, the very early ones, Dr. Mikovits and so on, that have very clearly been shown to be correct. But now this is coming out of the woodwork. People are stepping up everywhere and they are in a dumpster fire of censorship right now. They're trying to hide everything. So doctor who's an expert in myocarditis, a cardiologist, speaks up about the obvious data showing the problem and they censor his tweet. My God, this has never been more clear. The point, though, is it's ridiculous to watch. And this person says California's medical board has been extorting medical doctors not to speak out about actual COVID misinformation or against, speak out against actual COVID misinformation by labeling what we see as misinformation and threatening licenses to practice. We've seen this. That's a infrastructure censorship. Like that's not infrastructure, rather the corporate level. So the average people, most of the doctors underneath all the corporations that run everything are at least aware of this, but afraid to speak out. We've already seen this play out. But the companies are the ones doing so, or the corporations that run all the companies. That's why when you go into the business, the storefronts, it seems like everybody's in lockstep. Wow, they all demand masks. But most of the employees or even the management don't agree with it. 
You see, that's how that works. It's top-down control. But it says, Docs just sued the medical board about, about this. There's the lawsuit. Check it out for yourself. This is all coming down around them, and they're desperate to try to make up a narrative. Maybe it's about scaring you into the next thing so we forget about where this was. I don't know, but they're caught, guys. This has been over for a while now. It's just the desperate sycophants that don't want to admit they were wrong, the people that are still mildly convinced, and the people that are too stupid to see through it. Or them shouting from the rooftops. That's the vast, very clear minority, in my opinion, right now. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain about it. But check it for yourselves, as always. Do your own due diligence. Blast on censorship. In, uh, Star's been doing a great job posting these on Instagram. But check this out. So I literally go on make a video. This wasn't even the full one where I was ranting and talking. This was your po This is a live video I did before. The first one I ever did. Very first one I ever did where I played the, the clip I played in the beginning. It's Thomas Massey speaking in Congress about how these things are not true. And he's right. It's easy to prove. And I let that play minimal comments. And that's it. And it says your post goes against our guidelines. Congress pushes transmission lie. Well, they did. And that's what happened. But it's me saying it. That's the point, guys. Why can't we recognize that? I'm not trying to make it about me. I'm trying to make it about anybody in the independent media, who is doing this the right way, in my opinion, which is nonpartisan, objective reporting about the truth, peer-reviewed science. And we can't talk about it. It's hilarious. My clumsy video that had barely any reach. <laughs> I'm totally an Instagram noob, but apparently now I'm never going to get to do it unless you guys send me pirate accounts. Right? Send me your Instagram accounts if you'd like me to use them in the, in the little... Uh, Subject lines say Instagram pirate account, then I'll start using Instagram pirate accounts. Why not? We're using pirate accounts everywhere else because apparently I'm not allowed to exist in the technological world. It's, it's blowing my mind how real this has become. But after that, your post goes against our guideline false information. No treatment for monkeypox. One of the small clips, the one we just played for you, where I am literally reading directly from the CDC website, every part of it. But apparently reading from the CDC website in context is fake news. Think about how ridiculous this is. These people are either children or you have an algorithm run, run wild. And then there's the last part. Just on top of all of it, oh, you're just no longer allowed to use these branded tools. You can't go live. You can't do any of it. You're shut down. <laughs> I just, I actually love it. It's hilarious to me because it's, it's proving to me that we're doing the right thing. Now, that's not the right way to think about that in most settings because you don't know for sure. But I know what I'm looking at and what I'm showing you. And I'm not saying this is the truth. I'm showing you things that they say we should be looking at, like peer-reviewed science. And then we get censored for it. So it's confirming for me that I know we're in the right on this. But again, don't take my word for that. Come to your own conclusions. But here's a quick point. Something that I have been driving in forever. Uh, my brother just sent me this, and I can't believe this. This is eight, August 6th, yesterday. Yesterday, the CDC puts out a tweet that says it's National Breastfeeding Month. Reports show, first of all, is it peer-reviewed science? Are we talking about scientific studies? Are we talking about Pfizer or Moderna's data from the trials? No. Reports show, and you can click on it and look what they're pointing at, and I'll show you because it's ridiculous. But apparently, a couple reports that suggest that it might be safe one day is enough to say, do it now. Reports show that people who received mRNA COVID-19 vaccines while breastfeeding have antibodies in breast milk that can help protect babies. And then evidence shows COVID-19 vaccination while breastfeeding is safe and effective. So not only are we not discussing the fact that you're producing antibodies for something that's currently not in existence 
in their narrative. We want to isolate versus Omicron millionth subvariant, which they admit doesn't translate. That's why they're making something new. And yet then we can then they're arguing that those same antibodies that they don't need, neither does the mother nor the baby need that. But and, and so, that is enough or OK to, to trans, transmit through breast milk to the baby, which then means you're also transmitting more than just antibodies. If that's happening, all the other things, the, the, the spike protein being produced in your body. This has been the reason they said it didn't happen here is because it only stayed in your delt, in your muscle, in your arm. They've that they've admitted that's not true. and never circled back to address this. You are sending these to the baby. They are cytotoxic. They're dangerous. That's why we're seeing bad things happen. But on top of that, is it the right antibodies? Are they the right antibodies? Is it going to give you the right kind of immunity? No, that's 100% sure. You are not taking something that's producing the right thing. Then you have to ask if it's going to be too much. Why would you? Why in the world you would be producing antibodies for something that you're trying to fight and then breastfeed with a baby and let that happen to them? That doesn't make sense. The idea of this is supposed to be natural immunity and transmitting that in birth. But the bottom line is, on top of everything else, what this doesn't get into is, 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 is as if the only thing you should be afraid of is COVID-19. Do we care about myocarditis? Do we care about Bell's palsy, VITT, vaccine-induced thrombosis, thrombocytopenia? Do we care about blood clots and heart attacks and strokes and everything else that we're seeing reported? Super, 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 super rare, but they're there, though. So why don't we care about any of that? A baby who has statistically 0% chance of dying from this or even getting sick. Like bottom level, barely nothing compared to everybody else we're talking about. Likely because it's not even what we're talking about today. But let me show you. Oh, I, I forgot. Keep me to this in the chat, guys. I'm going to try to do this reasonably quickly today. I know I always say that. It's hard, but I'm going to try to train myself to not get anchored in these points. Here's what they're pointing at. Okay, this is the link they shared right there. This says COVID-19 vaccines while pregnant or breastfeeding updated July 14th. So remember, this is the CDC typing things out on this page, sourcing, citing other things, other things such as the most current data coming from Pfizer. I'll show you yet again, right over here, which is only a couple months old. They haven't updated it since. So my point being is the CDC is only referencing other stuff. And I'll show you what they point at. And none of this is sound 100%. These people are safe. So knowing that, and I'll prove it to you next, why would they say, go ahead and do it though? Because we think it's safe. It could be safe. It's probably safe. Why does that make sense to anybody? Because, that again, the argument is because COVID-19 is so dangerous, it's worth taking that risk. They don't really say it like that, though, especially while you're pregnant, but that's what benefits outweigh the risks means. As we still use the emergency authorized injection, despite the fact they say we have approved versions. None of this makes sense, guys. We're in the middle of a massive illusion. This is dangerous stuff. Safe and effective is not what you're staring at. COVID-19 vaccination is recommended for all people six months or older. This includes people who are pregnant, breastfeeding, trying to get pregnant now, or might become pregnant in the future. Like, that's not even something that makes sense to me with any injection or any medication. Why? Unless unless there's something that's like, well, bottom line is, I would even argue that let's just say you need something or you perceive that you need something. Medications that have chemicals in them, why you would want that in your body while you're producing a baby? Doesn't make sense to me. You know it has effects. It's proven. But going forward, it says, and here's their logic. Here's the rationale for making that first statement or the, the, the following stuff. If you are pregnant or were recently pregnant, you are more likely to get very sick from COVID compared to not pregnant. You see, that's the very first thing they say, as if the only thing that matters is st stopping this very low, less than flu, dangerous level thing from getting you and the baby sick. As long as that happens, then it's a success. That's literally where they stand on this. Additionally, if you have COVID-19 during pregnancy, you are at increased risk of complications that can affect your pregnancy and developing baby. 
Now, the bottom line is I don't even actually think that's true. I think what we're talking about is a flu-like symptom of something that's really going to affect anybody in any situation like we've always been accustomed to. And we are watching other things happen that have been pumped into the, the world that we live in. The cytotoxic spike protein, the shedding of it, the injections being given, the spreading of all sorts of things, the bacterial pneumonia that's been increased and becoming increasingly more dangerous because of the mass masking that's continuing to make these things worse and worse. I have a point about masks I'll get into tomorrow. It's something that I definitely think is associated with the mask, some weird brain infection thing. But the point is, you are at increased risk, they said, if you are pregnant with a baby. But I argue that you're at no more risk than most other people unless you have comorbidities. That's the big point that we're seeing. But it goes on to say, and so again, the main point right there is just that COVID is the risk and nothing else matters. Getting a COVID vaccine can help you protect, help protect you from getting very sick from COVID. Again, the same thing. Why is that a secondary point? I don't know. Number three, people who are pregnant should stay up to date with their injections, including getting a COVID booster. Okay, so where are we talking about whether this is safe for the baby, whether it's safe for the person? What about all the side effects? What about the fact that the baby's not at risk? What about the wrong antibodies? What about the fact that it does cause antibody-dependent enhancement? What about all these things, which I'll make sure you see with the Japanese doctor that's making this exact argument? But, but make sure after all of that, get it, get it, get it, get it, evidence continues to build. Meaning they're still doing it. But they're saying continues to build, showing that it's safe during pregnancy. That doesn't mean that it is. That means they're still evolving this opinion, and that's why Pfizer has never updated that document. There is currently no evidence that any vaccines cause fertility problems in women. But you know that's not true. There's been studies that have shown that's not true. Their own data showed that's not true. In fact, I think I have that if I can grab it with this. So uh, let's see. Yep, there it is. Downloaded on my website. I mean, this is what we pointed out from the very beginning. They lied about this, right? This is the lipid nanoparticle concentration. This one is specifically from the, again, Pfizer. And it's showing you. Very early on, that one, it didn't stay in your shoulder. They lied about that. Even to this day, they still make that lie. Two, that it ends up all over your body, which means the spike protein is produced all around, circulates your bloodstream, but it ends up predominantly in two places, your ovaries and your spleen. That's wildly dangerous. But your ovaries are what I would argue accounted for the almost 10% de decrease in the pregnancy index in the female rats in their study. But because it didn't drop below overall 75% index, they argue they don't have to report it. I've shown you this page a thousand times. Don't you think women would want to know about a nine point something percent decrease in the overall index? That's the beginning of it, by the way. But ev no evidence means they're lying. That doesn't say no proof. That means no, that says no evidence. That is quite literally evidence. So too are the studies they did. Evidence doesn't have to prove it. Can, evidence could be directional point where that seems to be evidence in that direction. But then overall, you prove that it's not true. To say there's no evidence is a blatant lie. And then COVID-19 vaccination is safe and effective during pregnancy. That's not true. It's simply not. It's not safe and effective in anybody, let alone pregnant women. But here's what it says down here. COVID-19 vaccination before and during pregnancy is safe and effective and beneficial to the baby and the mother, period. Just same sentence again with nothing to back it up. And here's what they add. The benefits of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine outweigh any potential risks of vaccination. There's their standing point. The reason they say it's safe and effective is because they argue the benefits of this thing outweigh the unknown and the known risks during pregnancy of COVID-19. That's all they're saying the perceived risk of COVID-19. But they're not talking about the perceived risk of myocarditis, of heart attacks, of strokes, of everything else that we see happening. 
it goes on to say COVID-19 vaccines do not cause COVID-19, including in people. I mean, that's a point that I've kind of, a lot of us have kind of left. There's so much around this that that makes that one less important at this point. But guys, can we not see how people like Biden and all the other people are getting sick over and over? Now, is that because their immune system is destroyed and they're catching the flu and they're calling it COVID? Or is it because it's causing them to get sick over and over like Paxlovid? I really don't know. But I don't know if that statement is as easy as they think it is. Doesn't seem easy to me. But it says data on the safety of receiving an mRNA COVID vaccine, Moderna, Pfizer, before and during pregnancy are reassuring. <laughs> you get that? The data on whether it's safe is reassuring. That's that's a, a very abstract way to say that. Is it certain? Does it show the safety, the data on safety from you from these groups show that you know for sure? That's not what you would say if you knew that. But it says data from the vaccine safety monitoring systems, you know, like theirs. Like the ones that they pretend aren't there. Have not found any safety concerns for people who receive this in, in, in vaccine late in pregnancy. You know, that's not true. I have literally shown you the VAERS data. I believe I can bring it up here. Red box VAERS, that'll probably grab it. Let's see. There it is. Open VAERS, that's what it's called. I got to remember that. So here's the red box summary. I'm going to remove this so I don't lose my tweets, my things at the end. But just this is just these are not verified, which is always the point. None of these are meant to be verified. It's all safety signals. Just like in 2006, the UK said the same thing. We don't need to verify them. It's just a signal. And if there's enough of it, we should shut it down. That's the last part was the paraphrasing miscarriages. I mean, that's gone up like a couple hundred since I looked at it last. How do you pretend almost 5000 miscarriages? That doesn't even get into everything else around that other things that could happen but miscarriages specifically losing the baby and you're literally trying to tell me right now that the data from that system that you that, that's what they're talking about of course it's the the overall monitoring system where they list bears it's right there it's right there so they're pointing at bears and going no there's no signals at all they found no safety concerns now is that because they see the, the argument for people on twitter would be that well they've checked those they're not real that's not what they say. That's not true. First of all, I've proven to you they literally do not have the resources to do so. But here we are. Fake news. I mean, I, it's blowing me away that they can even stand there and make these statements. But you're going to see the same thing in the pandemic of the ejected part where they're standing up and going, it's overwhelmed with unvaccinated people. And then their own data very clearly shows that like 80 percent of the people are vaccinated. So how and that, though I shouldn't say overwhelmed, the argument was that they've over they're overcompensated or basically suggesting there's more of them than there's not but i'll get to there and i'll show you but it, they're lying to you this you should not you should stand here and acknowledge that whether it's one person manipulating everybody else at the cdc or the entire group they're lying to you they know at some level that they are blatantly misrepresenting what they're seeing scientists have not found it says an increased risk for miscarriage among pregnant people who received an mrna covid and vaccine Scientists have not found an increased risk for miscarriage among people pregnant who received an mRNA injection before or during early pregnancy. Blatant lie. Why? Because they, they pointed some study somewhere that did some small thing that says, see, we didn't find anything. Well, what about the very system designed to do this from the very beginning? Or all the other studies that very clearly do find it. They just point at what they want you to see. That is called cherry picking. Remember when they used to try to accuse us of that? Back when that was easier to do, not when we had a thousand peer-reviewed studies that we're throwing at them and they're pointing at one observational study and saying, trust the science. 
the monitoring of COVID-19 vaccination during pregnancy is ongoing. Right. We're still checking just to, we're still monitoring to make sure it's safe, but go ahead and take it now before we know. No adverse pregnancy-related outcomes occurred in previous clinical trials that used the same vaccine platform as J&J. Oh, so we'll just point to J&J then. The whole thing's about mRNA injections, but we'll, oh no, there's no sign. And by the way, that's not even true. There's a numerous people, I forget the amount, of people that were pushed down because they didn't, it happened within the first 21 days, which is when the vast majority of problems happened. But my point in showing you this, guys, is that this is one of the points of which they're censoring. Like this, just and it does, this whole thing is being censored like this on Instagram under misinformation. Now, one thing on the idea of misinformation before we go into some foreign policy, I wanted to make sure we all saw this because this is the kind of stuff that people are putting out that make sure that we do get censored. Now, whether this person thinks they're doing the right thing or not, I really don't care anymore. These people that are either lying to you for partisan manipulation, right, because some agenda, some, you know, they're literally part of the government or something like that, or because they're lying for their truth. I'm tired of this. And it's, it's everywhere. And it's completely overtaking the hardcore Republicans and the hardcore Democrats. And they both have their different versions of it. But this is specifically, I would argue, a, a Republican side of it, whether that's what happened or not. The people on that side would take this at face value because they want to. As the, even if it was real, this other side would dismiss it. People in the two-party paradigm are the people keeping this going. Now, this is what they shared, saying that this was what this 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 was uh, Tedros admitting that he never got the injection. Now, I can't say for sure that that's not what happened. I can't find the full video, but I will show you that the that it was manipulated, so you guys can think for yourselves. Here's the video first. Thank you so much for taking the Thank time to you. be with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I want to ask you about your own vaccination. You got your first shot when? You know, still I feel like I know where I belong. In a poor country called Ethiopia. In a poor continent called Africa. And wanted to wait until Africa and other countries in other regions, low-income countries, start vaccination. So I was protesting, in other words... Because we're failing. So you'll note an obvious absence of I didn't get one, which is which would have been an obvious follow. The reason, as far as I can tell with my research, is that, that they cut the part out where he said that he did. I want to ask you about your own vaccination. This is from science.org, the transcript of the interview. What was the date you got your first shot? He says May 12th, according to science.org. They could be lying. That's certainly possible. They could be. They could put this out to make that make look like it didn't happen. Who knows? You're the head of the WHO. You could have said December 20th, blah, 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 and ends up saying I was protesting, right? This is what you just saw with the very clear exception of the part where he said May 12th and then explains why he took all the way until May 12th, right? That's what actually happened. And to see, the person could think that they're lying. The bottom line is this is somebody that put this out knowing that this was edited, in my opinion. Here's also his account where he posted on May 12th that he got the shot. Now, that could be fake, too. You could question it all. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's very possible that there's deep level kinds of manipulations to cover these things up. Of course, that's possible. But from what I can tell, it's very obvious this happened. I'm just frustrated with the fact that this kind of stuff goes everywhere because people are so quick. And then, of course, then this, these kind of things make it look like they are actually challenging. The problem is that people want to ignore anything that this says this. They, oh, it must be real then. We got to stop doing that as well. Let's be better than them the corporate media, the propaganda, because if we fall into the trap, we end up being exactly what they want us to be. And it gives them a very justification for what they're trying to do. 
I know most of you see that. Help me, because we need to get past this stuff. And again, this is the kind of stuff that makes both sides attack us, which is why we end up getting shoved down in the middle. But going over to what's happening in Gaza, and this, this is a very, very, very upsetting conversation, as you can see from the front clip, because this is the kind of stuff that gets no attention in the, in, in the corporate media. At the very least, you get reports of Israel defending itself kind of nonsense. Now, doesn't mean it doesn't happen where they are defending in some way, but the point, as always, is that we are staring at a situation where they're in the wrong from the very beginning, according to every institution that we're supposed to be paying attention to, including the United Nations, and nobody, at, everyone pretends like that doesn't matter. So I want to quickly go through Robert's feed, where he starts on July 23rd. And by the way, they were also attacking Syria before all this, but nobody cares, right? Because it's okay for Israel to blatantly carry out acts of war and literally invade, by the way, because we know that they do have people, like, let's talk about the Golan Heights. Right. You know that they took over that territory. Right. Did you see them freak out about like like Russia and Ukraine? I mean, it's the same exact thing. They literally occupied territory and then Trump literally gave it to them, which he wasn't allowed to do or able to do. But the point is, it's all completely it's it's subjective and hypocritical. But the point is, the 23rd Israel forces launch an assault. Oh, this it started on the let's see right here. The 23rd Palestine under attack. Israeli forces fired missiles into a home. In a home. Now, regardless of their reasoning, remember, it is an occupied territory. According to the UN and Geneva Conventions, they have the right to armed rebellion. Urgent. Israel, after admitting it had no bank of military targets in Gaza, lies and says that military sites are suddenly located in civilian areas. And, of course, the corporate media laps it up and says whatever they're told to say. That's not true. You don't just get to change your narrative after it's exposed that you bombed civilian homes. It's Or it, you could argue it's the same situation. It, it's the bottom line is, in every situation like this, they just play it fast and loose with the facts and say whatever they want to say, and it gets parroted throughout the corporate media. This is uh, Israel occupation forces invade and encamp. Valid question here. He says, what was so damn important about Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan? Was this somehow going to solve homelessness in the U.S.? Oh, I thought that, oh, excuse me. Uh, I thought that was one related. Israeli minister reportedly threatened to annihilate a civilian area. With around 1 million people, he's quoted as saying this will be the response to Hezbollah attacking the, the Karish gas field. Now, Robert believes this is a part, in part, or if, if not entirely, meant to overlap or cover up the fact that, they're, that the situation happening with Lebanon, where they're trying to literally take and steal their gas fields and Lebanon doesn't want to let it happen. And he's written about that. Check it out on the website. He's currently working on an article about what's happening right now. Gaza under attack. Israeli warplanes are bombarding areas all over the Gaza Strip and just declared war. He reported about this as well, too, that this that this might happen. But he said if they did, it's going to this will be the he predicted this would be the end of Israel. We'll see if he was right. Gaza under attack. Israeli airstrikes murder five Palestinians, including a five year old girl, 19 injured. Yeah, that's progressing. This report here, Israeli airstrikes on Gaza kill seven Palestinians, 40 injured. Can you imagine if you saw even I mean, a video like this, even unverified coming out of any place that they were not adversarial with Israel, and the United States would be everywhere in the media without any verification. But we know there has been 15 children killed. Killed. Why does that make sense to anybody? Based on an attack that's unjustified, illegal from international law's perspective. Massive Israeli airstrikes, again, this is on the 5th, strike all over Gaza. Nine Palestinians murdered, including a five-year-old girl, a young woman, 55 injured. Breaking. The U.S. says it supports Israel's right to self-defense. Think about the gall it takes to stand up and say that today. Stand up ever and say that when you know what's happening. After they declared war and murdered 10 Palestinians. 
Here's some more video. Just, I mean, look, just check, take a look at this, guys. Now, this is this some front line? Is this a Hamas or Jihad, Islamic Jihad stronghold? We are watching a civilian location, which is what they then, they, now that it got proven, because it was much harder for this to come out before. Also, take note of my point that I always make. Here's all the videos you'll find, even in Gaza, when something's actually happening. Not some I lie about rockets that are used to create action. In a place that has far more cell phones, nobody seems to ever be able to get camera footage of that. But here we have actual footage of one of the bombs going off. And the point is, there's children standing there. This is an area where civilians live. Can you... If this was Ukraine saying it happened in, in some center, that everybody in, in the corporate media would be sharing it everywhere. If this happened anywhere that would serve serve their narrative, they would be showing it everywhere. But not now. Not now. A second young child reportedly killed by the Israeli airstrike. Seven new injuries arrived. This is as of the 6th. As of the 6th, again, Israeli airstrikes murder another Palestinian child. At least 16 murdered so far. Breaking a massive civilian massacre. This is the 6th still. Just reported nine Palestinians dead so far. Four seriously injured. I mean, it just keeps compiling. Now, here's a video that I want to play that's a little bit hard to watch. It's 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 a little graphic, but I want you guys to see what's going on. Remember the, the all the videos you got of Syria that we later found out were falsified? And there's all sorts, of, there's endless amounts of this going on right now. People that are actually dealing with children that are struggling, that are, that are bleeding. But apparently nobody cares because it's not in the right place. Oh, just breaks my damn heart, guys. I mean, I can't even believe this is we're in a world where the leaders of the free world they call themselves don't care. In fact, let this happen. In fact, make it happen. Makes me sick. Here's the video, by the way. Same thing. Oh, well, I think there was one last point. Um, yeah, I mean, bottom line is he continues to report right up until today where they're killing people indiscriminately, bombing the, low, the de most densely populated civilian area on the planet. There are names and ages of those martyred in the cemetery committed by Israel. Children, guys. Children. Israel just bombarded the cemetery where, hit, where Robert's wife's grandparents are buried. Killing children there in that same area. Now, we're going to talk about this. Robert and I are going to come. He, we're going to have him on hopefully soon. And we're going to get into this after he writes this article. But here is Eyes on Pal Eye on Palestine. The Ministry of Health in Gaza, 24 Palestinians were killed, including four or six children. Now, this, there's been updates since the 6th. This is just when this was posted. A woman, an elderly woman, in addition to 203 injuries on an ongoing Israeli aggression against Gaza. Guys, there's no way to misunderstand what you're looking at here. I don't care what you think is happening. One, the international community has always stood, the true international community, with the fact that they're an occupied territory. And again, Amnesty International, Betselem, Human Rights Watch, have all come out and called Israel an open war they're they're war criminals they are carrying out genocide ethnic cleansing this is apartheid it's commit completely the i can't even believe we're in a situation where the the u.s alone can push back the world community opinion i mean it's always kind of been like that but it's never been this obvious now i'm sorry this is graphic and hard to see guys but it's important to understand what's happening as sarah points out sarah abdallah where's the global outrage 
Israel just committed yet another massacre, killing at least four Palestinian children, northern Gaza, dropping a bomb. This was on the 6th as well, which more has happened since. Follow her account if you'd like to see more of this, by the way. She's, she's like Robert, doing an outstanding job covering what's happening. Now, that will continue, guys, right? I mean, truly, this, this whole thing will continue until we stop it. It's the same with everything else we're talking about. There is enough momentum of people that are aware of what's happening there to make this stop. The problem is that the leaders of these countries don't care what their people think anymore or never have is the reality. And we're seeing that with the farming stuff and the, the shutting down of food supplies, acting like it's Russia's fault. It's very clear what's happening for their own agendas, even if they think it's the right thing. It's not the right thing for you. And that's what people are telling them. They don't care. The problem is that's happening there. It's happening in Yemen. It's happening in any one of these countries where they're actively starving and attacking people for their own interest and blaming whoever they want. They're still occupying Afghanistan. They're still occupying Syria. They're still, I mean, on that same note, as we, I, I, try, I don't want to continue to take as much time as I already have, the cradle. U.S. Army persists with oil trafficking campaign. Do you remember when I showed that clip of them trafficking oil in those big rigs that was shouted down by people? Like, it's amazing how often we're ahead of this, even the independent media on a lot of these topics. Now, yes, I am patting myself on the back there, but it's true, and you know it. We have continually been showing these things way before. And you know why? It's because of you guys. It's because you send me things that are coming out of the, 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 the fringes and the cracks of, the, of their narratives, of the small outlets on Telegram and whatever else. Not to suggest that small, but small outlets and places like Telegram. You guys are the reason that we get ahead of these stories. And we were showing that all that time ago. The point is, they have been stealing from them this whole time whether burning their wheat fields, taking their food supplies, but also trafficking the oil. This is from August 6th. It simply says, local sources in Syria's Hasaka government report that the U.S. occupation army smuggled dozens of trucker tanks filled with stolen Syrian oil early on August 6th. Read it for yourself. This has been continually happening. Remember when Trump said they were guarding the oil fields? I mean, it's, it's, it's just pathetic how obvious this is. But it also happens in Ukraine, and we can watch how everybody can see it. I mean, Ukraine is worse than anything right now in regard to how clearly even their own people on their side are turning against them. How, what I've been telling you is I'm seeing all these posts of people going, look, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was yelling at everybody. It's I'm, I've finally been able to see how obvious this is, and there's clearly a Nazi problem, or the U.S. government's clearly doing this. Or maybe even if they admit that there are Nazis, don't recognize that the government knows that, because they do. They put them there. That's the point. O Operation Aerodynamic, Makalo Labed, the CIA. That's all something I've been showing you for a long time now. The point, though, is that everybody's speaking up. As I just showed you, Amnesty International. <clears throat> speaking up and saying, not only are they doing the things we're talking about, but they are literally actively putting civilians at risk using, routinely using schools and hospitals as military bases, not empty places, places with people in them. And then when they get bombed, they scream that Russia bombed the hospital. We've already seen this happen numerous times. The people get out, they run across the border, they say they kept us captive, and they don't report that side of it. Over and over and over. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing how clear this is. The point is that Amnesty International is openly telling you that they're doing this and it's hurting people and nobody seems to care in the corporate media side or the Western narratives, right? Well, as Vanessa Billy points out, uh, citing this tweet here, this person spoke with a senior employee at Amnesty International. Their sum up, quote, it's a dark moment for the movement. There's no other way to put it. 
Also, we threw a party the Russian state was eager to attend for its own political purposes. It says, if you're just joining us, the issue is the report was just issued by Amnesty that's, that criticizes the Ukrainian military for basing themselves in civilian areas. It's been met with firestorm of criticism from the Ukrainians and specialists in the law of war. Point is, the fact that the head of Amnesty in Ukraine has now resigned because she could not influence the report speaks volumes. The uproar from inside Ukraine is also a sign this was not expected. Those who sell their souls to the devil will be burned in one way or another in the end. The point is that the, how many times do we need to see this? Where the people in these high, it's, it's like the person involved with checking the data from the FDA for the vaccines. The two people involved with making sure it's safe stand up and say, we don't think this is enough. And they get shouted down. They resign in protest and they, they approve the inject or they, they allow the injections anyway. Why wouldn't we go, hold on a second now? You mean the people that their job is to make sure it's safe said it wasn't safe and they got fired and then they did it anyway? Yes. Same thing. Amnesty International is saying these are bad people doing bad things. And they got the report shouted down and she couldn't even get in. The point is that she's resigned. We need to see what's happening as they push people out of these positions and put their people in places like Zelensky, who was a puppet there to make this happen. Here's another example. As uh, Dagny Taugert points out, Zelensky's in big trouble. First, Amnesty International, now the German mainstream media is publishing evidence of huge corruption and his direct involvement. Shocking. In, in her opinion, his days are numbered. Now, you can read this for yourself. The point is that they're, they're it's, it's actually, um, I think I have it up here. Oh, I'll get to it. I, th I think it's in line with the same discussion about the land and everything else. They are selling, Zelensky is literally selling out their country to everything everywhere. You can guess at why, but the point is that the farmland, resources, control, everything is being sold out to the international bodies, the governments that want to pillage the country, and they have been for a long time now. The Ukrainians don't support this. The real Ukrainians do not support this. But here's Eva Bartlett showing you just to, I'll, I'll, I won't go into this too deep, but you guys can review this yourselves. What she's seen of Ukraine's war crimes just in the past few months. I already showed you this one. Dead people in this public building that she was forced to post the Telegram version of because people said, oh, you blurred her out because she's alive. Sorry. Here's the real version. And no, she's dead. So then they just get quiet, right? Because now they, now they don't care that she was killed, right? All that matters is about shouting down what you don't want people to see. Here it is. Even with warning, these nefarious petal butterfly mines, which we've shown you, Israel uses butterfly uh, bullets. The same, they're meant to explode and destroy people's bodies. They're war crimes. Let alone not not to not to even mention the idea of the actual acts of war crimes they're committing everywhere, like murdering civilians and killing POWs and everything we've proven to you. But this is Donetsk. They're firing these petal butterfly mines or putting them in places of civilian areas. That's easy to prove and that Eva Bartlett has proven. She says Ukraine is committing war crimes against the civilians of Donbass and has been for eight plus years, as she has been telling you, and finally people are paying attention. Here's one in Donetsk this morning at a uh, Donetsk this morning at the site of Ukrainian bombing yesterday. We learned that a nearby area was just shelled by Ukraine. A woman was killed. These are look at this. This is a person's home. And the, the shelling, the shelling is just landing in the farmland. I mean, it, it's incredible how obvious. Neighborhood shelled by Ukrainian yesterday. Russia has no motivation to bomb the prison for Ukraine. On the other hand, the POWs represent a liability. And this is, by the way, this is a story we already read to you. All it was was Ukraine said they did it. 
The bottom line is, it seems clear based on the evidence, as Evans reporting, that this was Ukraine bombing POWs that were taken by Russia because they knew what they would admit to. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Here's another horrifying reality. Why do they keep silent about children trafficking in Ukraine? Remember, we already did a report on this, guys. You know why? Because it's being facilitated by Ukraine with people in Poland. I've already made this clear. The reports before this all started were also making that clear, including from, I think it was the Atlantic Council. <clears throat> I did an entire report on this and showed you that there's a huge network that's weirdly started right around 2014 when, you know, I mean, shouldn't say started, but grew dramatically right about the time when the U.S. government took over the area with their puppet government, right? Where they have a lot of children that go missing that get trafficked over into Poland. We've already seen this examples of weird cars traveling back and forth. Well, now, now that everything has completely grown into some massive refugee crisis they've created, well, there's an endless amount of children disappearing that nobody seems to care about. Where's all the mainstream reporting about that? Same thing with Syria. Remember that? All the where, all the thousands of unknown children that never found again that nobody cares to report on? Well, when it happens in anywhere else, well, they report on it nonstop. As this says, <clears throat> many might have forgotten that Ukraine used to be one of the most controversial states in terms of criminal activities. Remember, they were telling you this before this all started. Bribery and weapons, smuggling, drugs, and money laundering flooded the country post-2014. But among those criminal activities were the absolutely horrific and terrible things like human trafficking and children, sexual slavery. So it's weird how everywhere that these governments send to poke their fingers in, this explodes, right? Sort of like the Epstein discussion. There's obviously something more to that. Now, it says there's also almost been zero attention to the above-mentioned crimes in Ukraine since the conflict broke out on, in, in February. Nevertheless, the problem is that because the war, many people became refugees and had to relocate and flee the battlefield horrors. The UN says more than 5 million Ukrainians went to Europe, while nearly 2 million found shelter in Russia. First of all, recognize that, that there's millions of people that left and went to Russia. And it shows you that this is not as what they were painting it as. This situation enabled criminals, mostly from Ukraine, to do their filthy business without being caught and brought to justice. On the March of 19th, UNICEF report stated that almost 600 children from Ukraine crossed the border with no adult accompanying them. Now, that doesn't prove that this is human trafficking, but we've already shown this. We've shown that this shit, these children are then disappearing. These weird cars are waiting from the other side. This was a whole report done by corporate entities before this ever started. This huge network that was there that didn't just disappear when the war started. It got bigger, and they knew about this. Another report from the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, released this June, says there is a human trafficking crisis in Eastern Europe that was caused by the ongoing hostilities. Well, yeah, exactly. You know why they don't care to poke into it? Because you'll find Ukraine and Poland fingerprints all over it. Sad and disgusting. Well, here's a frustrating report that came out from CBS News on August 5th. The new CBS Reports documentary, quote, Arming Ukraine, explores why much of the billions of dollars of military aid that the U.S. has sent to Ukraine doesn't make it to the front lines. Quote, like 30% of it reaches its final destination. Yeah, you mean like literally every other thing they've ever done? Like in Syria, when they go, well, we're baffled to find out it ended up in ISIS's hands. Why would you be baffled for the same thing to happen that happens every other time you funded any other war? Because they want this to happen. Because my opinion is that's what was meant to happen. I argue 30% reaching the front lines is their failure. They're trying to arm the people they're trying to arm, like the Azov movement. I mean, why do we question this anymore? Look at what happened in Syria. Remember the moderate rebels? It's embarrassing, and I think everybody sees how flimsy and dishonest these people are. But let's watch what they have to say, because it's ridiculous that they're acting like the CBS News on the case. 
if they cared, they would have reported about it when we were saying the same thing all the way back in the beginning, or anybody else for that matter. Here's CBS News. I think that's the one. Uh, let's see. Nope. There it is. In the past two months, we've moved weapons and equipment to Ukraine at record speed. Drones, grenade launchers, machine guns. Now, right, right out of the gate. Why does it not, why is it okay for them to dump this much stuff in an area that's an active war zone without any accountability? Now, even the argument, let's say, that this is, you know, an accident. They're the good people doing good things and they just clumsily let them go in the wrong hands. Even that, there's accountability there. So you're literally arming 70% of your billions of dollars of high-level equipment has literally ended up in the hands of the worst of the worst of the worst. Oops. Yeah, but yeah, our bad for the 45,000th time. For crying out loud, how do we let them get away with stuff like this, even if it's a mistake for the hundredth time in a row? We're seeing this incredible historic flow of weapons coming into Ukraine. Do we have any sense as to where they're going? We don't know. There is really no information as to where they're going uh, at all. Which means that they don't know either. And in fact, they don't care. Which I argue they do know where it's going. I argue that the public discussion is that they don't want you to know. That's why that's what they report. Bottom line is they know it's not going to people fighting for freedom. You know, all this stuff goes to the border and then kind of like something happens. It kind of like 30% maybe we just it's find this nation. Or, or, or you could argue on top of all of it, that it's just because of how inherently dishonest and corrupt the puppet U.S. government of Ukraine is. So let's just hypothetically say they did, they wanted it to go to the front line because they want to be used against Russia. And the U.S. government employs these ridiculously corrupt people because they can be pliable, but then it backfires on them, and those corrupt people then sell it like in Afghanistan. Again, if that's what happened, you know, they dump all this money in there and it all goes to the warlords. Right? You could argue that that's just their malfeasance, that they in, they work with the worst people because it's easy to get away with things, but then those worst people, oh, surprise, surprise, aren't very honest, and they don't do what they're supposed to. Either way you spin this, your government is ridiculous, clumsy, and dishonest in every possible way. I don't care if it's a mistake or if it's a deliberate choice. They should not be allowed to do this anymore. They shouldn't be in power anymore. Are you concerned about weapons getting in the wrong hands? I don't care at all whether that happens. What sort of a exactly. unit do you command? Uh, Can't say. Okay. No, there. Yeah, oops, we're not allowed to tell you. right? Why is CBS suddenly starting to admit these things? Because the narrative is falling apart and they're trying to do damage control. Guys, that's what's happening. Like power lords, uh, oligarchs, uh, political players. One of the yeah, biggest targets are convoys like this transporting weapons. Now, I shouldn't say all U.S. puppets. The point is all of them are pliable to the U.S. agenda. These oligarchs in Ukraine are like, like Solomoisky, Kolomoisky, excuse me, right? One of the, the, one of the chief funders of the Azov movement and Zelensky's campaign. Make sense of that. Obviously, you do when you're smart enough to see all the data. The point is that they are working with them in all these agendas because it benefits them to do so because corruption is profitable. <laughs> Europeans had come to believe that that project of integration had effectively meant the banishment of armed force. All of a sudden, not far from the borders of the EU, was the most significant war since World War II. 
Now, the real question is, when they knew this early on, because it, early on, this was a, very clear, right? All this information has been developing, right? So they knew. And yet right now, they're still dumping weapons in there. Explain that to me. So if you don't know where 70% of they're going, according to the story, why are you still funding them? Why did we just send $40 billion or $500 million more of weapons? Because it's happening the way that they want it to. Not the narrative. The narrative is blowing up in their face. But what they want on the ground is exactly what's happening. Russia to be involved, a quagmire, the ongoing depletion of their resources, and, of course, the building of the fascist entity to be used against you here at home. That's what's happening. Now, here is Roger Waters speaking on the situation with even CNN. My point is to show you how quickly this is falling apart, how even CNN, CBS News are all stepping into this to allow the briefest moments of honest dialogue even as they push back so it can look like they didn't sh shun the facts from the very beginning. They're desperate to keep some, some level of account. Like, they're losing. All these corporate media outlets have long since been overlooked, but now they're desperate for relevance. And so they're trying to patch up the obvious right now, which is a wasted effort, in my opinion. Fueling the fire in the Ukraine for a start, that is a huge crime. Why won't the United States of America... Uh, encourage Zelensky, the president, to negotiate, obviating the need for this horrific, horrendous war but you're, that's you're, killing. You're blaming. How, we don't know how many Ukrainians. But you're blaming the, the party Russians. that got invaded. Come on, you've got it reversed. Well, no, I, well that's, that you, you know, any war, when did it start? What you need to do is look at the history and you can say, well, it started on this day. You could say it started in 2008. Okay, it's basic. This war is basically about the action and reaction of NATO pushing right up to the Russian border, which they promised they wouldn't do when Gorbachev negotiated the withdrawal of the USSR. Isn't it amazing to have the leader of a, ver of a very famous band who, by the way, is a very intelligent person who has been obviously fighting for the right narratives for a long time. But how embarrassing it would be for the C right now and is for the CNN and this fake journalist to sit there and be outspoken, out fact by the leader of this band. Right. I mean, th th this is supposed to be a journalist. This is supposed to be a leading journalistic outlet in the world. And yet this guy sits down, and just rattles off very, very common knowledge points to average people. And this guy is just all he can do is push back in really feeble ways. You must know your job is to obfuscate facts if that's what you're doing. I don't know how else to look at that. Listen to how he responds from the whole of Eastern Europe. When you say this, then I have to say, what about our role <laughs> as liberators? You of all people, when you Oh, so let's just skip your very real point that's obviously rooted in history and just go, but what about saving for free, fighting for freedom? Because we're fighting for freedom, right? What are, what are we, six years old? So we, we, we revert to what they're yelling while they're killing people? I mean, my God, this is the most infuriating reality of what these people are. Just revert back to the core talking points. When you say this, then I have to say, what about our role as liberators? You of all people, you have no role as liberators. World War II, World War II. You, you got you, into you World War II because Come it's on. Pearl Harbor. You, Pearl Harbor. You were completely isolationist until that's sad. That devastating. I, I would argue. Yeah, yeah. Pearl Harbor, which, by the way, I get, I recommend you do your research on all of the information that the U.S. government verifiably today now verifiably had before that happened. In fact, knowing that it was coming, knowing that people were told not to do anything about it. Now, you could argue all you want about it. 
Maybe they thought it wasn't real. Maybe they thought it was fake. All, I've heard all the arguments. The bottom line is, based on history, based on things like 9-11, based on plenty of other things like USS Liberty, all these things are dismissed as conspiracy theory to those that still blindly follow idiots like this. The facts about this are that they knew these things were happening. They allowed them to happen. Now, you, this is why we get called conspiracy theorists, because I'm not, I'm not soft-pedaling anymore today. These are verifiable facts that we've proven with documentation. Just, I mean, th and, and look, I'll point to people like James Corbett that has been doing excellent work on this for a long time using real source material from government documents and so on. That we know this stuff. The bottom line is, as he's saying, is that, well, first of all, it took these horrible actions that were used to let that happen. And the bottom line after, well, I'll let him say the next point. Ed. That devastating. I, I would argue awful we were always in, going to get in, and that pushed us in. But thank God the United States got in, right? You well, lost your father well, in World War II. Thank God well, yeah, the United thank States. But right? thank God the Russians had already won the bloody war almost by then. Oops. Yeah, don't talk about that. Look at his face. Uh oh, nothing to say about that because he doesn't respond, right? Now, who cares about the fact that that was what happened? And they came in at the last part of it. The, the frustrating part about it all is he keeps going. What about your father? Your father died. And it just blows right over that because why in the world would that be a relevant point? It's an emotional ploy because that's all they have. Yeah, it's sad his father died, but there's that doesn't have any bearing on the reality of the war or what actually happened or who was actually doing the right thing. But that's all they have, guys. Emotional manipulation. That is their bread and butter. We'll look at his face. Watch how he responds. Don't forget, 23 million Russians died. Protecting you and me you from would, the Nazi you, menace. Hey, and you would think the Russians would have learned their lesson. Ah, so we pivot to, oh, Nazis in Ukraine, Russia's doing it. That's, the, you think they would have learned their lesson fighting Nazis, but now they are Nazis, right? My God, these people are children. I mean, look at how the whole narrative is boiling down, blowing up in front of them. Learn their lesson. These are their talking points being spread. This, Rogers is blowing this guy out of the water and frankly making him look like an idiot from war and wouldn't have invaded Ukraine. Well, you, you, fair? with all your reading, no, I would suggest to you, Michael, <laughs> that you go away and read a bit more and then try and figure out what the United States would do if right. the Chinese were putting um, nuclear-armed missiles into Mexico and Canada. Exactly. The Chinese are too busy encircling Taiwan. As oh, again, so just quickly, you know, deftly, that's not the, the way that actually, you know, just pivot over to Taiwan. Look at them doing over in Taiwan. And I'll let you play his next point as well. But think of what he just said there. So it doesn't matter that it's hypocritical, that if, if anybody that you, the U.S. even remotely didn't like was doing even half of what they did to Russia would be an over end-all, be-all nuclear war discussion, right? But no, but, but, but meanwhile, they're over here on Taiwan. We'll address his point. Yes, that makes sense because anybody else would have done the same thing. But no, it doesn't matter because we can't even be seen to even remotely justify what happened. But I love this point. Rogers, Rogers just it just destroys this guy. Canada. The Chinese are too busy encircling Taiwan as we speak. Okay? They're not encircling Taiwan. Taiwan is part of China. And oh. that's been absolutely accepted by the whole of the international community since 1948. And if you don't know that, you're not reading enough. Go and read about it. Yeah, exactly. No, he won't read about it. He'll go ask the people he's supposed to listen to, what am I supposed to say? And he'll regurgitate that. Maybe that's not how he sees it, but that's what's happening. The bottom line is, guys, I've said many times, it's not tech. If, 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 as always, any location, including 
Palestine, including Yemen, including Donbass, has the right to declare their independence if they so choose. And the international community, if they're honest about it, would support any entity's group, uh, uh, decision to declare independence. Or let's just say Texas wanted to remove itself from the United States. We should be okay with that because that's the, no, no, not when it hurts us and hurts our agenda or our interests and our revenue. The point is that they will love to stand behind Taiwan's independence. And right, they should if they're being consistent, except they don't do it anywhere else they don't want to. But the point is it's not the case yet. There's no legal avenue they've taken to do so. There's no international acknowledgement of it. They're just saying that, and the U.S. uses it as an argument to pretend that it is to push against China. And then when they let Pelosi step in the area and they do drills around the area, they pretend that's encircling Taiwan. It wasn't like that before Pelosi. It's so embarrassing how childish these people are. But he got destroyed by that guy or by Rogers. He, he destroyed that guy. But this is the problem, guys, is that's how they keep the fringe that they call the majority in lockstep with a narrative. Well, here's what's happening in Ukraine right now or has been. Ukraine News reports, and I'll show you the case. Zelensky sold 17 million hectare, hectares of agricultural land in Ukraine to DuPont, Cargill, and Monsanto with large shareholding by BlackRock, Blackstone, and Vanguard. Here's one of the articles. You can find this all over the place. We're within the war. The fight over land and genetically engineered agriculture. This is There's something much larger happening around all of this, and maybe this was the whole point, guys. Certainly possible that even Russia would be involved because we see the Great Reset lockstep even with Russia. As it says, Zelensky signed a bill. This was before it happened, before the Russian-Ukraine invasion started. Right before it started, by the way. Signed a bill into law authorizing the private sale of farmland, reversing what had been a long-standing moratorium since 2001. Isn't that interesting? Right before this starts, they decide to change something that's been the way since 2001 and allow primarily Americans, I'll show you next, to buy Ukraine's farmland. Now, is that what Ukrainians want? Obviously not. This is about controlling the food supply. It's Putin's fault, right? As documented in the series of critical reports over 10 years by the Oakland Institute based in California, the moratorium on land sales in Ukraine aimed to prevent the acquisition and consolidation of farmland in the hands of the domestic oligarch class and foreign corporations. Exactly what any country would actually want. So it's not collected by the powerful, except they changed that right before this all started. Remember, like like Bill Gates buying up all the farmland in this country? Nothing to see here, guys. I don't know why that wouldn't be alarming to anybody, even those that think we're all conspiracy theorists. Look at what's happening. That's real-time stuff. The control of the majority of food-producing land. Producing, excuse me. But that's uh, it's fake news to point that reality out. I mean, it's, this is, we're, it's an, we're an alarming time right now. The marketization of farmland is part of a series of policy reforms that the International Monetary Fund, of course, stipulated as a precondition enabling Ukraine to receive $8 billion loan. Okay, so there you go. The same thing that happens everywhere else. The IMF steps in and says, well, you have to do uh, remove this moratorium for American interest in order to give you $8 billion in loans, which then puts you in debt, which then makes you a debt slave for, this is how this goes. They Any of these countries that push back against the IMF loans and that kind of stuff are the ones that then get called terrorists because they do not allow themselves to become debt slaves to the monetary system. Then Because then they can use U.S. sanctions, the dollar, and it, it, it's how they control everything. But the bottom line is the IMF drove them to remove the moratorium, which allowed Americans to scoop up all the farmland in Ukraine before this started, right before. Over 64% of people in the country were, were opposed to this. They did it anyway. That's according to an April 2021 poll. 
Right, but everyone supports Zelensky, right? According to CNN and Fox News, or rather, mostly CNN, I guess, these days. Additionally, the IMF loan conditions require that Ukraine must also reverse its ban, guess what, on genetically engineered crops. GMOs, you know, the GMOs that have destroyed the food supply in India and elsewhere. Now, they're more food insecure, but we're still using them for some reason, because, right, because fake news. And enabled a private corporations, or private corporations like Monsanto, which, by the way, is still in existence, the subsidiary subsidiary of Bayer, part of Bayer, to plant its GMO seeds and spray the fields with Monsanto's Roundup. That's your glyphosate, which has been shown to dramatically increase the problem of what we're dealing with around the injection problem, the spike protein, everything else. It primes your body, as Stephanie Seneff, PhD, has made clear. But it also says, and, and in that way, Monsanto hopes to break the boycott by a number of countries in Europe and its genetically engineered corn and soy. By all the countries that are aware of how dangerous this is, and now they're just trying to force them back into it. Why not? They're doing genetic editing on everyone's bodies everywhere else, which is what is happening, even according to Merck. I think that's the only thing I had there. There's a huge article of really important stuff that you should check out. Here is B4 Agency reporting that Americans are buying up Ukraine's agricultural lands, just so we're clear about who it is. Ukraine's new land law, which lifted the moratorium on land sales, took effect July 1st last year. So this was in 2021. The reform was requested by the Washington-based International Monetary Fund in exchange for another loan package. That's called uh, bribery, really, but you're, you're coercing them into this. Since then, almost a third of Ukraine's agricultural lands have fallen into American hands. The Australian National Review reports. The Australian National Review. China has already purchased a, dis- a decent share from Ukraine's rich and fertile lands. So, even, so you have foreign governments buying this up, guys. But the majorities ended up in Americans' hands. So it seems to be in the same direction, right? This, this is where we need to start realizing the illusion of the adversarial stance between these superpowers to a degree. But if that's happening, why do we not see how alarming that connection is to everything else that we're watching play out? Here's a great article by, uh, by um, Brandon. I'm blanking on his last name all of a sudden. Uh, hold on, Brandon Smith. I've posted a bunch of his articles on the website. Supply chain problems will persist because the system is being sabotaged. Now, I'm not going to go through. Uh, well, actually, I think I had maybe one part. No, it's, it's a great article, but I wanted to use this in a future show. But this, oh, that's just for that. Read it for yourself. He posts this on August 5th. He, Brand's always doing great work. Here is the show we just did covering the same point. Remember this? We just talked about this. Where Canadian territory, I believe it was the um, Southwest Territories, makes farmers selling food directly to you illegal. All the links are down there. It's very clear what's happening. They're cha- they're making it to where these people cannot exist without setting up an entire kitchen and having an entire restaurant. Basically, the farmers are not allowed to sell to you anymore. There's no way they could fe- feasibly do what they want them to do. It's a way to make sure farmers cannot sell directly to you while they're alternatively shutting down farms and destroying the food supply. How do you not see what's happening? Watch the show for yourself. All the links are included. But on top of that, here's Bernie's tweets showing you that the arrested farmers that are protesting because they're being destroyed are being ankle tracked now. They have ankle tracers on them so police can stop them from protesting. The UK has the same provisions in this police crime sentencing the court bills. You can only protest if authorities agree with you. I agree with that. It's in it's in uh, Dutch, I believe. But here you can see him. We'll show you right here. Look at that. This is just so far out of control. 
I don't, this is why I don't, I don't believe anybody's in line with this guys. There's a very small minority of people that are screaming about their partisanship that are making this continue. Everybody sees this. How in the world, whether you're left or right or purple or green or whatever you want to call yourself, can you not see this as alarming? Why would any agenda make you make sense of destroying the food supply for their own agenda? It's alarming. And people are scared of this because you should be. This is crazy. And as she also points out, people join the farmers to protest against the agenda all over the world. People are waking up and realizing that private corporations are controlling their governments. It's time to ask people to speak up. It's a pretty big protest. People are standing up, guys. It's time to do the same. Now let's shift over. We're doing pretty good on time. Let's shift over into the COVID-19 pandemic of the injected conversation. This, guys, please, first of all, we I know it can sometimes seem abstract, but I really hope we can always see the connection between foreign policy. I mean, the Ukraine story makes it really clear and what is happening around the COVID-19 agenda. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that let's say the vaccine adverse events are all tied in with Ukraine farmland. What it means, though, is there's a larger playing agenda here that is driving in the general direction. But maybe it's possible that they didn't intend to hurt this many people. Maybe it's possible that they meant to do something else. And the point is, however it plays out, they're trying to cover it up. You know I have my opinions. I've gone off, and I don't even believe what I just said. I'm just objectively pointing out other possibilities. My opinion is that to a large degree, they were meant to have something like this happen, but I think they were meant to be people that didn't take it that were affected. But however, I mean, this is just my, my guesses. But bottom line, just like I talk about with 9-11 and anything else, we can debate the finer points, and we should. They're important. But we should not allow that to stop us from seeing the same thing, which is they lied to us. Clearly. And in this case, they lied to us, and now they're covering it up. That is what we all have to stand on. Like I said before, there are people left and right and, you know, those that realize it's all an illusion that are all equally standing on the idea that they can't force us to do this stuff, right? Like I said, there's maybe someone that sees themselves as a Democrat that thinks that masks are saving your life and that vaccines are good, but we'll draw the line where they force you to do it. Those are people on the same side in this regard. And now that's hard for people in partisan sides to see, but we need to acknowledge that. It's all about choice. Just like they have a choice to think it's safe and take it themselves. They have that choice. And eventually, hopefully, if they're objective enough to see that we should have a choice, we'll realize that the data shows they're wrong. In any case, it's about fighting back against the pressure, the mandates, the very alarming vaccine agenda or injection agenda. And that's the point of this post right here. June 5th, by the way. Think about that. So this doctor speaks up and it, on Virology Journal. Not some fringe website, not on not to suggest that medium or substack or any lesser than anything else, but they diminish they they people are being driven over there because they're getting pushed off of mainstream platforms and it's becoming something like important because people are going there and they're and high level doctors are writing on those platforms. But the point is they dismiss them because oh, it's just a blog. Well, so too is everything everywhere. It's people talking in text and video and so on. The point is people like this will speak up. Not on Substack or Media, but on Virology Journal. Get it published on a website like this. And nobody, it's screaming into the wind. How is that possible? Unless we live in a completely controlled reality. And I don't mean that in the sense of like virtual reality. I mean, in the same, who knows? But I mean, in the possibility of the idea that we're watching this stuff get controlled from the, from the top down. June 5th, adverse effects of COVID-19 vaccines and measures to prevent them. 
This doctor speaks up and tells you, based on information he's seeing, studies from The Lancet and everywhere else, this is not safe. At the very least, should be po- should be paused right now. He says, Re- I'm just going to read you the abstract. Please read the full thing because he gets into much more detail. Recently, The Lancet published a study on the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines and the waning of immunity with time. You saw that because we, po- we talked about it right when it came out. Like everything else that they censor, we discuss. The study showed from the Lancet, that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated. Now, how do you possibly make sense of that? Well, one, you could argue natural immunity plays a role. They argue it's not there, not in the case, not in the sense that it's even comparable. But what they're saying is that people that had two shots and after eight months not had not you like not enough Like the argument should be the unvaccinated should have nothing, right? Zero, according to their narrative, compared to people with injections that should have some, maybe waning, but some. What the Lancet found was that people with two doses after eight months had lower, lower immunity. Uh, Yeah, immune function than those the unvaccinated. Now, what's interesting is it says immune function. Now, is he talking about in regard to the COVID-19 discussion or just in general, the immune system? I believe he's talking about your immune system overall, which then translates to fighting off whatever we're pointing at as he makes the next point. So what this guy is saying is it's destroying your immune system. And the people that got injections have a worse immune system than people that had none. There you go. And that's why nobody's talking about it in the corporate media. According to the European Medicines Agency recommendations, frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune response and may not be feasible. That's not some fringe site. The European Medicines Agency said that. We should pause these boosters or pull back on them because it could hurt your immune system if we do them like we're planning. What happened? Nothing. In fact, it increased, if anything. So why? what's the immune medicines agency there for if we're going to ignore it when they say we... Because it doesn't matter. Why that even squeaked out from them is is beyond me. But there's science behind it. Nobody cares. Not them anyway. The decrease in immunity can be caused by several factors, such as N1, uh, methyl pseudoduridine. Not sure what that is exactly. The spike protein we've talked about a lot. Lipid nanoparticles talked about a lot. Guess what, guys? Antibody-dependent enhancement. Right. The thing that we've known about from the very, very beginning, because the study found that it was very clearly a problem and that everyone should be told about it. Otherwise, we're not meeting informed consent. And guess what? They did nothing. Still to this day. Again, one, just any one of these points should show the average person that's willing to hear any open minded that they're lying to you. They're not trusting the science. They're, in fact, ignoring anything that makes it look bad. Even Fauci said that antibody dependent enhancement is a real problem. And then now that we watch it happen. As he tells you, wrong antibodies causes this problem. We watch them give you antibodies that's no longer, I mean, everything makes it very clear. Why don't they care about it? Because there's a very aggressive thing happening right now. But what he says is all those things and the original antigenic stimulus. So all these things are hurting and decreasing your immunity and you take them over and over or the shots over and over and over and it gets worse and worse and worse, which is what all the science shows you. These clinical alterations may explain the association reported between COVID-19 vaccine and shingles. You know, the fake news story that we're not supposed to talk about, that we've proven with peer-reviewed science, like all the rest. As a study safety measure, further booster vaccination should be discontinued. Look at that. That's why they didn't talk about this. In addition, the date of vaccination should be recorded in the medical records of patients. Look at that. You know why? Because the date it happens is relevant. Not 21 days after, but the day it happens. 
because anything following that is directly related to the thing that's coursing through your veins. Big shock. Finally, it says, in conclusion, COVID-19 vaccination is a major risk factor for infections in critically ill patients. Look at that. Exactly what we're talking about. Exactly what Dr. McCullough's talked about, Dr. Peter McCullough, like a lot of people talked about. The reality that this thing is problematic, especially if you have comorbidities. Not COVID-19, but the injections that you're taking for it are destroying your body that are exacerbating your problems. Even healthy people suddenly have heart problems the moment that they get all worked up. That's what it's doing to you. Not my opinion. It's peer-reviewed science. But we'll be centered for it anyway, because we have been the entire time. Now, here is another doctor speaking up on the same points. I mean, generally, the gen vaccination problems, they call anti-vaccination comments. Don't you love how the framing goes, right? That's in Wittgenstein's not saying that. That's what they're saying. That it's anti-vaccine because you're pointing out problems with the injection that are proven by peer-reviewed science. How is that anti? I mean, that's the point people always make. It's not anti-vaccine to point out what's really happening, right? If it's killing people, you're simply pointing out the reality. Or believe you are. It doesn't. It's not. These are people like RFK Jr. that have stood up and said we are explicitly pro-vaccine. Where we are anti-bad vaccines. But they don't want to make that distinction because it embarrasses them because it shows you how blatantly dishonest they're being. A Strathpine GP who ambushed the country's most senior doctor and live-streamed a wild anti-vaccination rant is likely to be suspended immediately. Dr William Bay has been told he's a serious threat to Australia. A wild anti-vaccine rant. Hiding in plain sight. My name is Dr. I mean, just think of the way they're framing this. Like he's a like he's a terrorist. That's 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 what they you know hiding in plain sight and ambush them with facts. Dr. William Bay and I'm a GP registrar. Six years experience. A doctor. Experience raging at a room of eminence with the camera on his chest, rolling and streaming live. Dr. Professor Paul Kelly is a liar. He is gaslighting all of you. There is a, only a 0.27 percent fatality rate with the infection. Globally, six. Right. Okay. So explain for me why pointing out a statistical fact that you can prove is dangerous. Well, it's dangerous to them and they don't want to hear it. This is like saying it can stop trans. It can't stop transmission. And they just freak out because the acceptable narrative is that it can. It doesn't matter what we've proven or what they even admitted themselves. Or like saying it's dangerous for pregnant or anything they're talking about that challenges the narrative, they'll keep saying like 500 kids have died. That number they keep spitting out at you, even though it's been proven not to be true. They just keep saying it because they don't know any better. 6.4 million people are dead, including more than 1,600. In oh, okay. So when you talk about how this thing is not that dangerous, they pivot to the numbers that are based on PCR tests that they've admitted have false positives, that they've admitted they're being very liberal with, that they've admitted they encapsulate people that maybe went in with a broken leg, got tested, and never got sick. They tell you that. But then every time, or rather to make the point about death, that they get tested after a broken leg and then die in a car crash on the way home. They have openly told you they include those. Because who knows? It could have been related. And fine, fair. Take that. That's I, it's not fair, but let's just say that's a fair point. They say that it's not, that it's completely overblown just for your safety, but then any chance they get, they parrot those numbers as how dangerous it really is. Again, it's obvious how they're using their own lies to perpetuate their own narrative. Queensland. Doctors at the AMA conference walked out. Dr. Bay was kicked out.
One shot, two shots, three shots, four. The GP registered at Strathpine calls himself a freedom fighter. Today is probably going to be the last day that I can use the word doctor in front of my name. The physician and propagandist now star. <laughs> and propagandist. Is that what he calls himself? I mean, why do we be simply because you disagree with him? He's now a propagandist. I mean, it just it just kills me. This whole thing is so damn frustrating how they are playing this out. Now, here is the pandemic of the injected, statistically speaking, very, very obvious. We already showed you this one. We went over this in the last show. Scotland's summer mortality following yesterday's data. This is from Scotland Unity. This is a snapshot of summer in Scotland. I don't know how you can look at this and not see what's going on. 2020. The, 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 I'm trying to zoom in here. There we go. 2020, only 35 deaths over the average. That's a time when COVID-19 was apparently spinning out of control with nothing to treat it. And that's the least, the least issue we had. Then in 2021, when there's been injections giving out rapidly and all the time, well, it spikes to 731 over the top. Then in 2022, when there's been injections given to everybody, most people, as they'll tell you, 1,141 over. How do you possibly, and this is at a time when the variant they're telling you is getting less and less dangerous. The only way you can make sense of that is to realize that they're hurting people. It just never gets any more clear than that, guys. And it's over. And just, if it was just that one thing, you should, you, you have to be honest and say, well, there could be other factors, but it's not just this one thing. It's multiple locations, multiple data points. I mean, it comes from every possible angle. That's what they don't want you to see. Now, you have doctors like this speaking up who are saying, and this is this is Anne Lesby, PhD. And I mean, she, her pronouns. I mean, this is a somebody who is very clearly on the other side of this in the partisan discussion. And she says, I am now she's speaking up today or this was on the fifth. I am fully vaxxed and boosted and I double mask in public places. Single mask on Zoom. Really? <laughs> Yet I just tested positive for covid for the fifth time this year. Lesson learned. You can never be too cautious. Like, I actually can't, now that I'm reading, I'm like, what, is she actually arguing that she's doing the right thing? I mean, I don't even know. Lesson learned? Never be too cautious? Like, now that I read it again, I'm like, maybe she's actually saying that she she did the right thing. Like, thank God I got my four or five injections and double mask because I got sick five times? <laughs> I don't know. But either way, I take this as people going, look at how bad this is going. Even if they don't mean it that way. You're admitting this is not working. I just think it's funny that now I read it after I'm like, wait a minute. I think she might actually be going like, yeah, we did the right thing. I don't know. You come to your own conclusions about it. But the point is, guys, that's their admission of success. Wow. Well, here's the one from today. Here's the new data. The latest official UK data from the, U the UK Health Security Agency show COVID hospitalization rates among the vaccinated. The same thing we've been showing you from the very beginning of the data being given to us. The same or higher. The hospitalization rate of the vaccinated is the same or higher than that among the unvaccinated. The rate, not the majority, the rate. So the rate of people that are vaccinated ending up in the hospital compared to the rate of those aren't ending up in the hospital is the same or higher. And that suggests, as I've been saying from the beginning, no protection is being provided. Now, that's their data. So I promise you it's more than that. But let's just take it at face value. Here's his report. COVID vaccination offers no protection against hospitalization, official UK data suggests. Now it says, the vaccine surveillance report from the UK Health Security Agency, the one that I'll show you again in a minute that they removed this data from because they knew what it was showing you, which I'll make clear in a minute. Most of you have already seen. Has for much of its existence been a bit of an oddity. 
it is very strong on telling everyone that COVID vaccines are most definitely wonderful, but rather weak on actually providing any surveillance. You know, narrative, narrative, narrative without proving it. It was typical. So imagine my surprise when in the most recent publication, there was a little section tucked away, obviously near the bottom of the document, as always, reporting the number of hospitalizations for COVID by vaccination status. Not like we had before, but like a weird little breakdown that I don't think they hope they, they hope people wouldn't see, probably. So they maybe could argue they were being transparent. These data were gathered from the SARI watch system, which stands for severe acute respiratory infections. So not just COVID, but specifically, well, let's be clear. Anything right now called a severe acute respiratory infection is being called COVID. They've admitted that themselves. These data were gathered from the SARI watch system, a nationwide surveillance system for England that gathers data on specifically severe acute respiratory infections. Thus, the particular data are for those testing positive and who are being treated for a respiratory infection severe enough to warrant hospitalization. So, i.e., for, not with COVID, which is what they do. They're treating them as if they have COVID, not if that's what they call COVID cases anyway. So the point is the same. But here's the these are the graphs. I'll show you in a minute, but it says here, given the NIMS data on vaccination status for COVID for England. We can thus calculate the hospitalization rate per 100,000 population for the 90-day period. You can, the data is right. Oh, it's, uh, oh, I don't think I have it pulled up. It's right here. You can check it for yourself. The link is right there. And I went over it myself. Covered in table 13A, which is right here. Right here. Those that want to take a sc screenshot. And it says, in the uh, vaccine system report, and here's the breakdown. Now, I'll make sense of this for those in the podcast. It says a few points immediately stand out. The hospitalization rate by vaccination status. Oh, and so for those in the you can for those that can see it, blue is unvaccinated, red is one dose, yellow is two doses, green is three doses. Then you got the age breakdown at the bottom: under 40, 40 to 49, 50, and so on, right? And over here it's hospitalizations per 100,000. So there's no argument. They can't get away with saying. Well, most of them are vaccinated, therefore it makes sense most of them would be in the hospital, That's which is not even true. My point is that simply shows you when you've got 80% vaccinated and you have 80% of people in hospital vaccinated, it means that at the very least it's not helping. There's zero benefit. We know it's worse than that, though. But per 100,000 is the point. Now, it says the hospitalization rate, hospitalization rate by vaccination status for those aged under 40, right here, is remarkably consistent. For this age group, the vaccines don't appear to offer any benefit. Uh, in regard to hospitalization, right? I mean, come on. How do you argue there's a benefit there if it's exactly the same across the board? But it says for all ages, the hospitalization rate in the triple vaccinated is broadly similar to the unvaccinated, right? So that is the that is the green compared to the blue. And you're right. Same thing. It's pretty much the same. The higher hospitalization rates seen in all age groups above 40 for those having received only one or two doses of vaccination is troubling, right? And it's extreme. Look at that, guys. In 50 to 64, look at the breakdown. You have more than double the amount of risk per 100,000. So right now, let's put it this way. If you're in the UK and you're 50 to 64 years old, which don't forget are the ones they're pushing the fifth booster on, right? Or the four, second booster. God, it's confusing. It's meant to be confusing. Those people specifically have more than double the risk being hospitalized from COVID-19. How do you make sense of that? That's per 100,000 risk. You don't, is the point. Or you do by realizing that the injection increases their risk. Going forward, it says these data are consistent with recent reports from the Netherlands and Canada and the UK data on real-world effectiveness against death. They're also broadly consistent with data from the ICNAR, ICNARC 
on intensive care admissions with COVID-19 once adjusted for the estimate of the unvaccinated England. For the most recent data, February 2022, it shows the following admission statistics right here, which then just the, the majority still show you that the vast majority of people in critical care are people with three doses in their body. And that, that's combined that with the per 100,000 risk. So not only is the majority in the hospital, which they'll explain away, but they also have the highest per 100,000 risk on most every category. And right, I'm generally talking about one dose, which is the red, but in one and two doses primarily. And then we, this is the same thing we saw with UK is the fourth dose or rather three or more dose includes the extra doses. So four and five and so on. That's why it looks so low because those are still fleshing out. Remember when I proved this to you with Scotland, I said, watch for the booster. The booster numbers look super low. That's why they just go, well, everyone get the booster. That's where the safe zone is. Well, then you wait three months and it explodes with, with problems like everything else. So my point is when they dump in, that would be three, four or five dose. It looks low. But when you jump to the one before it, two dose in every category, the yellow is higher than the unvaccinated. That's what you need to see. Give it another three months, give it another four months. And well, I, I take that back. As long as they dump in more than one, they'll always make it look less. But eventually that's going to be green for three and then another color for four or more doses. And it'll be the same way. And the green will be through the roof. Mark my words. It's, it's very easy to see. The point is you have that plus the majority. It would be nice to get an update from this group on the statistics, since it's all the way back in February, as there was a general trend of increasing hospitalizations in the vaccinated. As I keep doing the same, I point that out to you, and then they pause. As we entered the Omicron vaccine variant period, we saw their, their problems skyrocket as it got less dangerous for people un uninjected. It says, unfortunately, it stopped updating the data just as it started showing the problem. What a coincidence. I guess they just have a little, a little glitch. And then we'll suddenly be like, sorry, we lost the data between February and March. That's what will happen. I mean, not that they'll exactly say that, but something. It can easily be, it can be readily seen in the above table right here that the vaccines appear to be magnificent at protecting against hospitalization. The, the, the graph that they post with the risk being reduced by between twofold and tenfold, depending on the severity, right? But it's difficult to square that graph they post with the estimates of vaccine effectiveness with it, or they rather it's hard. It's impossible to square what are estimates of vaccine effic efficacy that they're posting with the data that we just showed you from this same post that very clearly shows you the opposite, right? That said, there are at least two potential explanations and he goes on to explain why, but he's assuming he's guessing. You can read it for yourself. The point is, that they post a graph of estimated efficacy, which is what the media points at, that shows you 70, 85, 95%, which, by the way, is still relative risk reduction. So they're still lying to you. But on top of all of that, that directly contradicts the data, the actual data breakdown that they're supposed to be trans, they're, uh, translating into the percentage. They're lying to you, guys. There's no way around that. Or there's some, op, you know, where they're going, well, we're leaving out this graph, this category because of this explanation, and they don't tell you that until they're called on it. However you look at it, they're hiding what you're staring at right there. Here's New South Wales. Australia COVID update proves the pandemic of the vaccinated. Now, I'm still calling it the pandemic of the injected because these aren't vaccines. It's just simple reality. Until they change the definition of something, doesn't make it the new thing. But it says, unable to, con to continue making the false claim that the mRNA injection prevents infection, New South Wales, I'll show you next, has reverted to the mantra that it prevents severe disease and death. Well, the same point we keep making, 
right? Well, they've been, just like we showed you the clip in the beginning of Massey, they're, they were right up until recently still arguing this thing stops transmission and you're all safe and effective. Well, now that they don't want, they, they, it's becoming impossible to hide that. It doesn't. They just slightly change it. But even then, they still lie to you. Check out what it says down here. And he, his, he highlights this part, or makes it bold. People who are not vaccinated remain far more likely to suffer severe COVID-19. Well, their own data makes that impossibly, obviously not true. But it says the minority of the overall population who have not been vaccinated are significantly overrepresented among patients in hospitals and ICUs with COVID-19. That's blatantly false, and I'll show you right now. The above excerpt is from their latest surveillance report. And he says the bit about unvaccinated being overrepresented in hospitals is, of course, a complete lie. And their own data proves that. So this is where it comes down to whether you're smart enough to look at source material or listen to them tell you what something says. Even as it's staring you right in the face. Look at that breakdown. Rates of events per 1 million population by vaccination status. That's not majority, guys. That is per 1 million. Look at the data. Look at the green. Okay, green is four plus doses. They are exploding. And the bottom line is, I'll read this next and then I'll show you the graph. According to their own data, in the last seven weeks, you are 37 times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID if you are vaccinated than if you are not. How is that that unvaccinated being overrepresented? And the unvaccinated aren't dying at higher rates either. There's your breakdown. But the point is they don't care. It's become acceptable to yell the narrative as long as you get patted on the back by the right people. Here's their newest report. July 30th is the last, it was the ending. I've been showing you this since somebody pointed it out to me. Where is it? I think I passed it. Now this, this is majority based, but still the point, it's, it's impossible to miss this. If these are people that are supposed to be filling up the ICUs, it's not what's happening. Here's no dose. Again, first category is hospital. Second category is ICU, meaning they're critical with they, with they we're told is COVID, is PCR test, and then death. Okay, no dose, two people this last week, two in the hospital, which is crazy to think about. You're telling me that all, with all the people, which it may, you, can, you can say it's a minority percentage, but it still represents millions of people that are not dosed, that are supposed to be in this middle of a pandemic. Only two of them even went to the hospital. One in the ICU in this week, only two people died. But the point even there is that we don't know for sure that's even COVID-19. It could have been a PCR test, the flu. They could have got tested and gotten a car accident. Australia is the one that admitted that. Either way, let's just give them the two. Look above it. Just two doses. Hospital, 144. And just in that one week, ICU, 14. 17 deaths in the two-dose category. Three doses, 288 in the hospital. 24 ICU, 69 deaths. Four or more doses, even with that combination, 234 in the hospital. 23 ICU, 58 deaths. So out of 164 deaths, in the last week in New South Wales, there was only two of them that were unvaccinated. Two. 162 deaths in that week were people with vaccines in their body. But yeah, let's pretend that means that it's overrepresented in the unvaccinated. I mean, how do you even get away with such a blatant lie? Why aren't people marching through the streets? Well, that's guess what? They are. It's time for us all to realize that. Well, here's just Ontario, just to include this again. Remember, they stopped. You can't see this anymore. If you load this link, Here's what comes up. 
guess I can't open a new tab. I got to do this real quick. Oh, come on. Here's what comes up when you try to look at this now. And there's a reason, right? Why would they hide the main... See, it just it redirects and takes you to this general page. Here's what it used to show you. COVID-19 vaccination data, right? Why would they hide that now? I mean, this is very easy breakdown of information. It's the percentage. It's the pie graph and ICU and hospital and in hospital, but not ICU. And back breakdown of COVID-19 cases by vaccination status, which again, you have not fully vaccinated, which is a complete manipulation. And look at the vaccination with booster doses. They're per, they're the gigantically the highest problem. And that's cases. That's exactly the point you're going to make next with this point. They're the ones spreading this, as all the data shows you. The reason they hid this is because there's no way they can explain it anymore. All they can do is go, oh, the, the anti-vaxxers are misinterpreting it. Well, then explain why. They don't want to do that. Deaths involving, still, vaccinated booster deaths are higher. Anyway, the point is, guys, the, the breakdown of the graph is very clear. Even as they still couch 14 in there that are they're technically people that might have a dose in their body, even though it says unvaccinated, which is such a manipulation, which obviously that should be partially. It's it's a lie. The, the majority. It's been over 75% anytime I looked at this for the past six months. In the ICU were people with injections in their body. That's the, everywhere you look. And they keep hiding it from you as often as possible. Here, again, is just the last UK data point. This, this is what this is based on. The UK Health Security Agency update. And they're just pointing out that even what they're still showing you reveals they're lying. Here was the last report before they stopped showing you. And again, per 100,000 risk. Not vaccinated compared to three doses. You can see for yourself. There's no misunderstanding that. The per 100,000 risk, meaning broken down so the majority doesn't play a factor. If you take three doses, you have upwards of three times the risk of getting sick and spreading it, according to their data before they hit it from you. Why would that not matter? Even if it actually is reducing hospitalization and death, even though we're showing you that's not true, that would still mean they're the perpetuators of the problem. So you, you should be protecting everybody from them. Not the other way around. Not protecting them from everybody else. But that's why. They hid this from you because they're scared. This is why we get censored. Now here is a uh, German outlet. Half a million medical treatments through vaccines at one German health insurance fund. This was shared with me by, I think it's D uh, Nemo's Network News, I think. Uh, I just wanted to show... Oh no, that wasn't the one. Anyway, I think there's one that I was going to show from them. In any case... I, I, I shoot, I'm, I now should have made this clear. I wanted to look at the actual article. In any case, uh, going forward, it says the cesspool, uh, he, the cesspool about the side effects of vaccines in Germany is completely open. Five months after a, this request, it appears that 437,593 of the 11 million insured persons of the German Health Insurance Fund for technicians had to undergo medical treatment in 2021 for side effects of the vaccination. That's 1 in 25, and an increase of 3,000%. I mean, is there even? there's not even an attempt to make sense of this. It'll just get dismissed as some sort of conspiracy theory. This is real-time stuff, guys. These people, in many places, were forced to take these injections. And, the, and this is specifically the German Health Fund for Technicians, or th this term right here, or TK. And they are showing... One in 25 had to be treated for these problems. Now, what it says down here, one in 500 prick, it says the figures also suggest, I think this is just a, a translation error because it says 500 down here. 
the figures also suggest that the number one in 500 serious side effects, that's death, hospitalization, permanent disability, per shot reported by the German ministry last week, is in reality much higher. No, it is 5,000. That's right, because we reported on it. But either way, the point is it's much higher, right? The idea, and that's what, see, that's funny. As there's people out there reporting this as one in 500 because they're not, they're translating it and not doing their research, just taking what the site says at face value. Remember, we reported this. But one in 5,000, and it was even higher than that. It was something like 6.25 per 5,000, according to a Lancet study. But the bottom line is, based on the figure from the TK group, as many as, as one in 500, and, oh, see, so there you go. See, I make myself look stupid. They're saying it's one in 500, but again, that's what they're saying based on their small sample. So still, I would argue that the numbers are, the bottom line is your risk is dramatically increased by taking these injections and everything is showing you this, but it says one in 500 injections is expected to cause a serious side effect and 3.3 million Germans would have had to be treated by a doctor in 2021 because of the side effects of the Corona shots, serious side effects. Facial paralysis, persistent pain, nerve problems. Well, see, I okay, well, there it gets into heart attack, strokes, and so on. There's much, much serious. There's a lot of serious side effects. These are problems we're talking about. One in 5,000 is even what the German ministry has reported. And yet we're forcing this on people still in colleges? Yes. I mean, how do you even make sense of that if Germany has been clear about that? And then the point is that the jur this help the help the insurance fund comes out and says, well, look, our data suggests it's way more serious than that. And yet it still continues. Well, here's Bernie's tweets giving you a little bit of flashback. This clip's really low. So I apologize if it's too low. I didn't, I, long story short, wasn't able to increase the volume. But here, it's just to remember what he was saying. No apology from him. This is him telling you that you're an idiot, basically, if you don't do this thing that was very dangerous for you. Lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. We're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. And for safety's sake and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do, as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up, it's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus. That's what they'll be, that's what they'll be doing. So there's every reason, every reason... Uh, to get vaccinated. Now, whether he knows that or not is beside the point. He's wrong, right? And that's all the data everywhere shows you there, by and large, the vast majority of the spreading, right? I mean, it's, it's but here we are, telling you you're a bad person for not doing what you're told. Australia, close to the top of the leaderboard for highest levels of vaccinations, highest case level, and highest death in the world per capita. But yeah, but we should all, all do what we're told, right? Isn't that the point? So last point here on this little two set last couple points on this section, Disclosed TV just said this and we reported the other day, but the point is all those people that went along with the agenda now are in danger. They're hurting their bodies. Their immune system's falling apart. They're getting sick more than anybody else. And even then they're going, well, guess what? You got two shots. Now you're one of the bad people. You're now considered unvaccinated until you get the next thing. And in Israel right now, as I already told you before, Right now, they only consider 7.73% of the population is vaccinated. After all that, after being the most vaccinated place in the world, only almost 8% of people are now considered vaccinated. They, what about the green pass and all the other stuff they put on hold? Well, you're not allowed to do anything unless you're in the 8%. And also shows you that the people that rushed into it are the first people to say no now that they see it happening. 8%. You are not alone. Well, here, 
thanks to Lady Spaulding pointing out, I had to look this up, there are colleges that are right now arguing that they are going to mandate the new thing now and wait for it to come out. No, not wait for any information or any data on the trial, nothing. Just and by the way, there, there are no safety trials. That's remember that they're not doing safety trials on the new bivalent injections, which is a complete criminal act, in my opinion. The idea that they're pretending that makes sense by inferring the earlier studies from things that are currently showing to be dangerous, they're just not acknowledging. But let's just use that data to pretend the next thing that we added stuff to and changed is still safe. And by the way, with an emergency authorization, think about that. You're, you're kidding me, right? That we're going to continue to emergency authorize these things? Yes. None of that adds up. Any honest person can see that this is a criminal act. But the point is, these colleges are going to mandate it now. And she lists these three colleges. Now, I was only able to confirm one of them, but sure enough, here's what it says. August 4th. Update for the fall semester. It says, our public health advisors have observed that variants of the virus remain highly transmissible. And of course, they never include, but incredibly not dangerous to you. But result in less, oh, no, I say that, but they do say it right there, significant health outcomes, but most places don't even say that. But the bottom line is, more transmissible, not dangerous to the vast majority of people. So why would you follow that with, let's get injected with something that increases your problem, your risk of everything else? But it says, especially in highly vaccinated populations. Well, that's not true. That's in fact the exact, that's the inverse of the reality. The highly vaccinated are the ones that are most susceptible to the Omicron variant. That's the data that they're even talking about. But it says the following guidance is intended to help us start the fall 22 semester. The point is that these college people, the administration, they're not looking at anything. They're looking at what the CDC wrote on their page that day and just regurgitating it as absolute fact because that's what they were trained to think as intelligence. But vaccinations, students, or by the way, people involved with them that see it but are too afraid to speak up. There are smart people there that just don't have the courage. Students are required still to submit documentation of immunization subject to approved exemptions, which means they don't exempt people that have exemptions. They have to approve it, which means they would deny almost all of them. We've already seen this happen. Oh, you have a religious exemption? Prove it to me. What do you mean prove it to you? I, 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 you don't have to, that happened. I actually interviewed, I forget her name off the top of my head, a nurse at a church who was turned down her, her religious exemption. And she were she was a and she's a religious person, works at the church as a nurse. And they said, No, we don't believe you. We don't believe you have a real belief in God. Are you serious? This is more about the injection than anything else. But the point is they're still required at this school at a time when I mean the, the governments don't even require these in most places, but they're still doing it. How is that even allowed? I mean, what's gonna stop them from requiring anything else that they they decide amongst themselves is the safe thing to do? It just it's it's baffling that we've gotten here. All faculty and staff are required to maintain full COVID-19 vaccination status throughout their employment at Wake Forest. So now these people that don't need this thing, or I mean, especially the kids, but none of them do. Individuals will be eligible for the new bivalent booster four months after receiving their last shot. Oh, wait, I thought it was eight months. Oh, quickly, quickly falling in line with the three-month thing that we told you it would, right? That after three months, you immediately become just it's going to be three months. Just like everything, boosters every three months. It's the only thing it can do because your immune system is collapsing after, I mean, from the beginning, as their data shows you, it instantly begins to fall below 50% relative risk reduction within the first week, month. That after three months, it's negative 75 efficacy, negative 50 for Delta, I believe. Or excuse me, for, for Moderna. Pfizer is negative 76, which means your immune system helps you get sick. You have an increased risk of illness. But four months will give you the bivalent. 
Here's the best part. Worst part. Our public health advisors have recommended that Wake Forest require the new bivalent COVID-19 booster that has no new safety test, that hasn't even come out yet, when it becomes available to strengthen our community's collective immunity against the virus. In a time when over 60% of people have been sick, they've told us, and over 75% of kids already have natural immunity. That's not even to include the fact that peer-reviewed studies found that the majority of adults already had immunity before this ever started to COVID-19. How many times I have to show that? I can't stand it. It's frustrating to me. But here we are. This college has decided amongst for themselves and everybody else, this is the right thing to do. We're going to virtue signal with your life. But it says, as vaccine availability is determined. So once it becomes ready, we're going to force it. Those who receive the current available booster will still be required to get the new one. That's incentive, right? So you go out and get the new booster, and the next day that comes out, you got to go with the next one. Is it safe? Who cares? As long as you do what you're told, you're being safe, according to the narrative. doesn't matter if that safe action kills you. Good for you. I can't believe this. Thank you, Lady Spaulding, for pointing that out. I couldn't find the other two, but I'm, I, I, I didn't look all that long. But this one, I felt just confirmed that it is happening. I, can't, I just can't believe that. Now, finally, to try to wrap this up reasonably quickly, James E. Olson points this out. We told you, showed you this the other day. A 20-year-old, a 17-year-old, and an 18-year-old, all uh, a call, uh, one uh, looks like two high schoolers and one college player, all sports players, died. Heart attack, collapsed, found dead in his room. Just This is just the past two weeks. And that's, not, that's not even a fraction of what we're actually seeing, but it's all over the place. Here were the doctors. 13 Canadian doctors now suddenly, suddenly died. Well, here's some new stuff. He's pointing this out as of the 6th. Uh, Emmerdale actor Sam Gannon dead suddenly at 31. Best known for his role as uh, this specific coach. On and on. Here is another individual dead at 24 after collapsing mid-game. Another sports player. Stretched out the field at Staples uh, uh, Simple Stadium. Irish president Michael D. Higgins said Mr. Quirk's death was an inestimable loss. Just This is over the amount. Doesn't matter whether you think it's the injection or not. Why are this many athletes collapsing on the field? This is exponentially more than the FIFA study and the NIH study than what they saw in a six to 10 year period. And we're seeing this in less than one year. So say it's not the vaccine. If you think that's fine, if you, if you're willing to ignore one of the biggest correlations, but then I did you damn well better step up with a reasoning for why we're ignoring this. Doesn't it matter that they're all collapsing at, an, at a dramatically higher rate than we've ever seen before? Unprecedented? Guess not. Guess not, because it may it may open the conversation, possibly the vaccine, so therefore we're going to ignore it, which is what they're doing everywhere. St. Luke's Hospital emergency physician dead after collapsing on a bike during a race. Dr. Frank O'Dwyer was traveling with members of his local cycling club and collapsed randomly. Here's a phone call that was conducted, recorded, between a pharmacist and a, and a father who is outraged that the, the the pharmacist did not tell the wife that myocarditis was a possible side effect which means they should be, they could literally lose their job and should for not informing them of the not getting informed consent but that that went out the window the moment this started and we all know that if we're being honest with ourselves they're not telling people about all the risks there's there's an endless list of things they've admitted this can do I'm not saying the peer-reviewed studies that find a possible correlation. I'm talking about the things they've admitted. For sure. I don't care if you think it's one in a bazillion. They've admitted it can happen. 
myocarditis, Bell's palsy, vaccine-induced thrombosis, thrombocytopenia, heart attack, stroke, all these things have been admitted to very rarely happening. That means they have to tell them this could possibly happen to your child. They're not doing that. And you all know that. Take a listen to this. And this is heartbreaking. Yeah, hi. Are you a pharmacist? Yes, how can I help? Yeah, hey, I've got a question. My wife, um, against my wishes, brought my son, seven-year-old son in there yesterday, or sorry, a few days ago for a COVID jab. And he's now in the hospital with myocarditis. Um, and I was obviously not very happy with you guys or with my wife. Um, she told me that she was not told that was a potential side effect. So why wouldn't you have told her that? Okay. Um, sorry. Um, so it's quite a rare um, side effect as well. No, it's uh, not that. No, it's yeah. not because I've been doing research. It's common. In, in the U.S., there's tens of thousands of them reported at the CDC site. So why are you not telling parents this? Um, uh, we might scare the parents and they don't want to get their child vaccinated. Yeah, so, so you don't want to scare the parents with something that is actually happening that's happened to my kid. Are you okay. out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You don't want to Have scare you... them. You need to give them the right information so they can make a proper decision. What is wrong with you? You don't want to scare them. I'm recording this conversation as well, and this is going to a lawyer next. Thank you for admitting that. So why don't you tell them? When when someone comes in there and says, hey, what can go wrong? What do you say? Store arm? Have you um, seen the amount of dead people? Have you seen it? Has your wife asked before giving consent to give? She asked her, what the side effects are. Does she ask? I'm not sure because I wasn't there. It doesn't uh, matter. You're supposed to yeah. tell people this can happen. Right. Now my kid. So you know what the prognosis is? See, I, I wasn't, I, I'm trying to stop it. I wanted to play it all the way through, but you, you've got to realize these people, these pharmacists actually, I mean, I don't know whether they've been convinced now that they, that it, they, all they're supposed to do is tell them when they ask. Cause you keep hearing that. Don't you? Like, why is it, it's not our job to ask about problems? You're supposed to, it's, it's informed consent is about them informing people before they take the shot. And until they give them all the data, they shouldn't even be allowed to give it to them. But we know this is happening. I've, I mean, I've, I've interviewed people, we've talked to them, this is happening everywhere. That we're going to scare them with the truth? I, I mean, this, they have been brainwashed into thinking that the injection being given, even to these children, even if it's bad for them, is the right thing to do for everybody. This is the collectivism mindset that we're being driven into for the future. This makes me sick. You know what it is? Possible death within five years. 20% of people with myocarditis die. It is a permanent damaged heart. It is not temporary. He's okay, facing so a heart attack because of you, because you didn't. And you're giving this stuff up, not a single healthy kid. And you're giving this stuff out and you're not warning people. What is wrong with you? So there are information online that you can look up. No, and also no, have you, you gave the, the shot. No, you gave the shot. When someone comes in there and asks what the side effects are, you don't not say because it might scare them from the shot. Is it, what is wrong with you? So 
So the benefit of getting the vaccination is so we're giving the vaccination because the benefit outweighed the risk. No, there isn't. Do you know I'm looking at a Johns Hopkins study? Not There have been 400 people under 18 die in the United States, 330 million people. Not one of them was healthy. They had cancer, leukemia, uh, obesity, something wrong with them. Not one kid has died or ended up in the hospital. So the benefits are zero to my kid. Why did you not tell them? It's up to you to tell them. Then we make a decision. Exactly. Not you. You tell us, okay, it's rare, but it happens. You didn't okay. tell her that, did you? I, I'm not didn't. sure. I wasn't the, fa- the vaccinator. Whoever, you said at you're not time. doing it. So when the next kid walks in there with a mother for a shot, are you going to tell them, hey, I just got a call from someone. Their kid's heart is destroyed. Keep that in mind. That can happen. Are you going to tell them that? Are you? I, I cannot answer you that. Well, why can't you? Because it's going to go to court and well, you'll answer it. You just admitted that you don't tell people because you don't want to scare them. I, it's recorded. No, I'm, I'm not sure. Everything. Huh? Sorry, I wasn't the pharmacist that did the vaccination. You just I, said it. You just said I you don't know what people. the situation is. Yeah, right. So I don't know what she talked in the vaccination area. I'm not sure. You I cannot speak. You, no, don't try and I cannot back. speak no. on behalf of who, the pharmacist that vaccinated. You just told me you don't tell people because you might scare them. I have it on a recording. You want me to play it back? Every call I make, because I'm in finance, every call I make is recorded. Every email I sent is recorded. Every message okay. I sent must be recorded. Because I work out of New York, and I live in New Zealand. It's all recorded because of the SFC requires it. You are recorded. Uh, I'm sorry. So you're telling people, I, I you're not telling them they could get damaged. So in case you scare them from taking a shot that can kill them, right? Is that correct? Are you brain dead? What is wrong with you? Sorry, I don't think we should continue this conversation. No, we should, because are you going to tell people this is a risk when they come through there? My kid's screwed. You screwed him. What about everyone else? What are you going to do? You've ruined the life. It's on your, it's on you for the rest of your life. This kid is screwed because of you, because you, your policy there is to not tell people that these vaccines are dangerous and deadly. Have you seen all the people dying in their sleep? Hundreds of them. Have you seen yesterday an NFL first round draft pick 24 died? An NBA first round draft pick died four days ago, dead after the shot. Are you seeing that? Are you sitting there in your bubble collecting your 50 bucks every shot you give, you murderer? So what are you going to do? Are you going to tell parents? Are you going to say, look, this is what can happen. It's not a sore shoulder. That's usual, but they can ruin their lives. How do you feel about that? You're ruining lives. Are you going to tell them or not? Are you going to continue to do this? Um, That's not what the decision that I make. It isn't. So you're just going to tell people oh, nothing can go wrong and more kids are going to end up in the hospital with ruined hearts, right? That's the plan? Because you can't make that decision. And you'd hate for them not to take the shot, eh? Because then you don't get your 50 bucks, do you? 
So we always ask consent for the parent before we do the vaccination. Yeah, but you don't tell them what can go wrong. Of course you ask consent. The parent came there with that kid. It's obvious consent. Why are you not telling them what can go wrong? I'm sure they're asking, but you're like, oh, no, nothing goes wrong. Just a sore shoulder, right? You don't tell them that the crazy guy called you and said his kid's life is ruined because of what you did a few days called you and said his kid's life is ruined because of what you did a few days ago. Do you or will you? You are sick. You are sick. You are twisted. You are evil. You're a monster. You're wrecking lives. You're killing babies. You're killing children. You're killing mothers. You're disgusting. Totally disgusting. Do you not see that? You need to at least tell them this can go wrong. Because when you don't, this happens. Don't you see that? Are you so fucking stupid? You fucking murdering bitch. Fuck. And you're going to continue to do it. Oh, I don't make that. You fucking moron. You're fucking sick in the brain. You're fucking mentally retarded. The, the crazy guy. Oh, I apologize, guys. <laughs> of course. Of course. I forget. I wasn't going to play that last one. I was dealing with the puppy here. I'm sorry about that. I, the, the whole point was that I didn't want the cursing to be on the show. Please forgive me for those that might have their children around. This is usually a family-friendly show. In any case, the bottom line is, guys, that this is happening all over the place. These people are, I mean, where are they supposed to go? Who do you call? What do you do? Where's the re recompense for what happened? You know what I mean? Like, we know for sure that this has been shown. The study that I continue to show about informed consent continues to show you that in 2020, they knew or rather 2021, I believe they knew the risk was there. The informed consent for antibody-dependent enhancement was real from the very beginning. Needs to be told or we're not meeting informed consent. Did they tell that child about antibody-dependent enhancement? That's not even being brought up. I promise you they're not. They are actively breaking the law, and these people are being allowed to do so because they're being told it's okay by the people above them. It is unreal what's happening, and we're watching it play out. Here's one more example that my, actually my brother sent me this the other day. I was on, it didn't come with any information and I have, was able to track this down. The problem was I couldn't really hear what they were saying and I couldn't confirm it, but now I have. And the point is I want you to see what's happening. This person tracks down a, 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 a person in, in the government that gave or rather, excuse me, the, the doctor that gave his family the shot. And basically the, 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 his family member was injured by it in Australia. And he's just, just outraged about it. Now, you, you can argue that his actions are unjustified. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe he's assuming. It doesn't really matter, though. The point is we know for sure that people are being hurt by this. It's very, David, here's my point, guys. They've admitted it's possible. I don't care if you think it's one child out of everyone that's ever gotten this thing. People are being hurt by this. That's the fact. The amount is what they're quibbling about. They don't even, well, they'll quibble about one. That's my point about saying well, this can cause myocarditis, super rare. And then somebody says it caused myocarditis in my son. They go fake news. You're a conspiracy theorist. As they just said, it's possible. I, I don't know how you can see those two things and not see that we're being lied to. But this guy tracked him down the street and this is what he did. And the point is, I agree, is that we're going to see more of this because people are not going to be okay watching their, their, mother, their son, their child, their brother, their sister die in front of them moments after this, a day after this, heart exploding, heart attack after a completely healthy person and not do something about it. I'm not arguing that violence is the answer. You know, I never think that. But people out there will act out because they are at their wits end to the point to where they are desperate or at the point where they don't even want to live anymore because their family just died or however you want to make sense of this. 
This is probably going to be more. And then here's the saddest part. They'll use things like this to justify actions against you for or me acting like my discussions have led to this, even though the reality is his own experience without me involved is what led to this. Watching somebody get hurt by the thing they just gave them. They'll blame me or whoever's speaking on it because they'll that's how they want to make this happen. Or like using foreign policy to attack people on January 6th. It's the same stuff. Oh, and again, earmuffs, guys. There's, there's cussing in this too. You catching this? Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. You got the vaccine. Didn't bother you. You fucking both got the fucking vaccine and it's lost their life. Leave me alone. So you can see that he, at the end there, you can see that he tra tracked them down on the street, cut them off, got in the side, and the, you can hear him. The vaccine, it took a life. The point is it took somebody close to him. It doesn't matter what you think about it. This is what's going to happen. You are messing with people's lives. Playing games and acting like it doesn't matter. Oh, it's for the greater good, but you don't want to say that out loud when it's happening not in front of you. This is horrific. It's everywhere. And it's only going to get worse. And on top of all of that, Thomas Massey's reminding us that at the beginning of this, don't forget, hospitals, pharma companies, insurance companies got huge favors from the federal government. The president invoked the PrEP Act in the United States, which means nobody can sue if they are negligently injured by emergency use authorization vaccines, COVID treatments, or testing. That means that when they give you that injection and they don't tell you the informed consent part of it, they're, they're not liable. They already have indemnity, guys, from anything involved with these. I told you this way in the beginning. I made that joke, remember? If the, if the pharmacist comes out, trips on her shoelaces, and stabs you in the eye with the injection syringe, they're not going to be held accountable for it because it's involved in the treatment. I mean, I know it's ridiculous, but that's, I mean, you could probably make a case for why that wouldn't apply, but I'm trying to make it ridiculous to the point where you see how bad this is. These people are not held accountable because of what the government did right out of the gate. The, comp the pharma companies aren't accountable. The people giving them aren't accountable. Gee, I wonder why they're not giving informed consent. They don't care. Makes me sick. Peter, Dr. Peter McCullough pointing out that media attempts to normalize all of this, the disastrous health events that we are watching take place in people after being forced and coerced and bribed into taking this in, in the arm for work or for school, young people suffering from the agony of losing their future or risking their lives with the unnecessary mandated agents. And he points to exactly what we keep showing you, like we showed you last show. Loneliness can apparently lead to heart attack and stroke. Like I keep saying, probably some sort of small correlation or even a connection, but that's not why those are being put out. We're not worried about this small, small percentage that might increase in risk. We're worried about covering up. They're worried about covering up the obvious explosion of heart attack and strokes in children and adults equally. And this person points out, we need a deep dive on the people who are dying. Ages, race, everything. I want to know this info. And I wanted to include this because this is what infuriates me, guys. And it's not necessarily this person's fault. I mean, it is to a degree. It's a choice to only look at certain places. But the reason we are censored as independent media, not just us, but anybody in this field that is standing up every day and from an objective, nonpartisan perspective, telling you this truth. 
because they don't see it. And that's what I need your help with. Look at what this person says in response to we need deep dives. Yeah, well, if we still had true investigative journalists, they would be all over what's happening. But instead, we get crickets. Crickets, as if nobody anywhere is pointing this out, I guess, other than Peter McCullough. The point is, everybody is, Sherry, everybody. There is a endless procession of corporate or independent media outlets, both small and large alike, that have been nonstop screaming about this since 2020. How in the world, if you're even following Dr. Peter McCullough, do you not know that? I mean, I shouldn't, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't mean to make it an attack on her. It's, it's, it's not just that they're being insulated by the censorship, by the push of everything else. But it says, because Big Pharma pays their bills. You're talking about corporate media, Sherry. That's, there's, that's the dying media. There's, that, that's not even the majority. They have all sold their souls for the almighty dollar, and it's a very sad world we live in. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the corporate media perspective. But the frustrating part is that there's a huge, I would possibly even the majority of people within that majority that do not see that we are winning, that we have all this media, we have all these people, we're standing up, we're making headway. But we need your help, Sherry. We need people like you to see that that's not what's happening. There are investigative journalists all over the world, both in COVID-19, biosecurity state world, and foreign policy. Like, as I always point out, Eva Bartlett, Vanessa Bealey, that are real deal on the ground investigative journalists. No, they don't work for the BBC or for the Fox News, CNN world because they're actual journalists. We just need people like you to see that we're doing that. But the problem is that they insulate them. You don't get those on your newsfeed. You don't see it on Twitter. That's why they want you in these controlled places as they build out your technocratic panopticon. I don't know what to do there, guys. I just wanted to point that out. That that's infuriating because we are dying on these hills. In fact, most of the reason why plenty of others, and not to say this about everything, because Dr. Peter McCullough has informed me about a lot in this field, but even people like him or Dr. Malone or plenty of others who we have made points about, that, they, for instance, Dr. Malone, who, who pushed back on it, like that you can have natural immunity to the Omicron variant. And when I interviewed him at the time, he said, no, no, that's not true. And then later on his own show said that was true. Even there, we were ahead of that because we're immersed in this. And they have certain in, in, in high level fields or still have blocks of things they think they can rely on. I, I question everything all across the board. And that's why you guys come here, because we are honestly doing our best to objectively report everything that comes out as fast as possible in real time. We need everybody's help. Now, here, just to include, is the overwhelming and a small fraction of all the different times they're saying, oh, well, this might cause that. Falling asleep on the TV, increase your heart attack, a drink that could make extra things happen in your heart, a little known heart attack that's striking fit and healthy people at 22. Physical activity may increase the heart risk. I mean, it's just everything under the sun is increasing your heart attacks. I mean, how about, how about the fact that they're, oh, this is the next one, actually. Yeah, it's right there. Well, I'll just show you next here. The fact that they're rolling out defibrillators to people's homes in Australia. Yeah, nothing to see here. Defibrillators in everybody's house. No big deal. Go back to sleep. Thousands of defibrillators are being rolled out in Australian homes with the hopes that one day every household will have one. They weigh less than half a kilogram and they're easy to use. What the? Why is that happening? It is, I mean, there's no reason why this would now happen unless they've been struggling to have the ability to give defibrillators because it's always been a problem, right? That's not what's happening. It's only now becoming a point because out of nowhere, heart attacks and strokes are an overwhelming problem. Baffled. We're baffled about it, right? I mean, it's incredible. I do believe I downloaded that one. Yeah, it's right here. 
Thousands of home defibrillators are being rolled out in Australian homes with hopes that one day every household will have one. They weigh less than half a kilogram. They're easy to use if anyone suddenly collapses. Suddenly collapses. He died suddenly in his sleep. Unexplained death. Suddenly died. Everywhere. I mean, it doesn't have to mean that we know it's the vaccine. I think it's a very obvious connection to make. But the real point is why they don't care that that's happening. Like my point about the collapsing athletes, fine, ignore the vaccine in this one part of the conversation. But then if you do that, you need to then explain why nobody then cares after that conversation. What about the overwhelming, unprecedented increase? The, the never before seen amount of heart attacks and strokes. The fact that this is never, I mean, everything about that. These people died suddenly in their sleep across the board is never before seen. So fine, push the vaccine away. Now tell me why they're dying suddenly in their sleep. Cricket. There's the real crickets. That's where it's not happening. David Whiting is getting back to doing what he loves after suffering from a sudden cardiac arrest. Yeah, I mean, I, you guys can watch it for yourself. It's, it's, that whole thing is about normalizing the idea. That's just a normal thing that happens to everybody all the time. Nope, not true. And if Eva Frey points out that, and here's Reuters saying, Washington, D.C. lightning strike that killed two offers climate warning. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible the kind of connections. And as he points out, if young and otherwise healthy people randomly drop dead while jogging and you ask if it was the vaccine related, you're a far right conspiracy theorist. But three people dying after getting struck by lightning is apparently evidence of climate change. Think about how stupid that is. Could it be? Sure. Why not? despite all the realities we know about the topic. The point is that it's just making it what they want by ignoring real-time correlative points and provable connections. It's incredible. Then lastly on this point, here's uh, uh, Epic Times. CDC claims, lying to you, the link between heart inflammation and COVID-19 just wasn't known for most of 2021. They're blatantly lying, and you can prove it, and this article does. The CDC has claimed that no one knew about it until October 2021. The point, before I even get into it, the fact that they can stand up and make a point that they know you can prove with their own documentation is what prove is lying about, or the prove they're lying about a point with their own documentation. I mean, think about the impunity that that shows. They don't care. They know that you have data that proves that's not true, and they say it anyway. I mean, that either means that somebody's going to be thrown under the bus for it, and Walensky's being led down that trail, or I, it does, I don't know. But that means they don't care. It says CDC officials made the claim, which is false, in response to a freedom a FOIA request. Again, always showing you that they don't that you could they could pretend that that gives accountability. They lie and manipulate or just don't give things out all the time with Freedom of Information Acts. But the report came from the CDC team that's focused on analyzing the risk of post-vaccination myocarditis and pericarditis, two forms of heart inflammation. Both began to be detected at higher than expected rates after COVID-19 vaccination in the spring of 2021 according to this, but here's the breakdown of the report. The, the real thing was, uh, where was it? Oh, I, I don't want to jump ahead. Reports of heart inflammation after COVID-19 vaccination were first made public. Yeah, this is the point. In April 2021, by the U.S. military, was detected the issue along with Israeli authorities well before the CDC, which is, by the way, not even true. The point is we now know that even Pfizer documentation and plenty of other things, they knew this was there, didn't want to talk about it. The claim that the link wasn't known, even aside from all that stuff, is provably false. According to Barbara Lowe Fisher, co-founder and president of the National Vaccine Information Center, speaking with the Epic Times. Now, you can read through this for yourself. The point is, one, that the military and Israeli studies proved this was happening long before they said they didn't know. They claimed they looked at it and just didn't find the connection. But our point is that you can show the data that Walensky and was claiming they looked at 
arguably they couldn't see it there. And you could obviously see it there. It's the same kind of correlative information and connected points they were showing in Israel and in the military study. They just hoped it would go away. This person desperately hoped it would go away. People like her are the ones that get thrown under the bus the moment this falls apart. Because she's just a, she's a, a stand-in. But the problem, and remember, I, I don't think I've talked about this, by the way. They apparently gave her like $30,000 in, in media training <laughs> before all this. Because how often does the CDC person in you know what this become the focal point of all this media attention like really think about that the fact that they gave her media training before this started seems to suggest they knew she would be in the spotlight big surprise but finally me, uh, uh, medical pre-crime i just may i just want to really quickly give you this point and then we'll wrap it up which is that we predicted this not hard to see really but as it says, it new New York Health Department now warns after what we just talked about. Hundreds may have gotten polio after the virus, which was, by the way, a vaccine, an oral polio vaccine induced strain. So the only reason it's even there is because of the polio vaccine that Gates and everybody else gave around the world, which is dangerous and caused people to then spread polio. That's the only reason that's happening. But the point is. Hundreds may have gotten it because it was detected in the wastewater. Well, that's quite an assumption, isn't it? That's just the, uh, the overblown point. Well, I bet you, well, wouldn't we be seeing people have all sorts of issues? Well, it's not happening. This is about laying the narrative for, look, if you'd listened to us, we would have been able to do something. We were telling you, you weren't listening. Whitney and I talked about this all the way back in 2020. Pittsburgh, I believe, medical, the idea that they were sampling and testing wastewater. And they're building out that infrastructure underneath you all the way since then. Now they have the infrastructure to say, well, we think it's going to happen. We see a COVID-19 outbreak coming your way. Now, frustratingly enough, people down here are saying, are people drinking wastewater in New York? I actually understand why it's misinterpreted that way, because the tweet reads funny. Have contact with polio after virus was detected in wastewater. The point is they're not people aren't drinking it, which is like this part here showing them drinking water. The point is that they're testing the wastewater and saying that they can sample whether there are pieces of you know particle particulates of the, of the virus or whatever else and using that to say that we think something's going to happen i don't even know why that actually makes sense to be quite honest the point is it's already being used it's already been built out and this is the first time i've seen them go look look we know because we did this now we already saw the discussion of the wastewater but this is a way of saying that you better listen to us next time and i just want to include the shows we've already done on this ai powered medical pre-crime is officially here to quote fight COVID-19. This was May 13th, 2020. You can watch this one for yourself. Of course, censored by YouTube. Big surprise. Here is one I did recently. The growing technocratic biosecurity state is rapidly removing your freedoms and pre-crime is real. July 4th, 2022. And, la uh, oh, there's, oh, I left this one open. I hope I updated. Let me see. Oh, that's right. Let me do this. I believe I got it updated. Let's see. I hope so. If not, I'll do it afterward. I had to add the clip. Yep, there we go. Because a lot of these old ones had the YouTube link and they're gone. Right? So I, I, I do, there's so many of them. That's why they do that. But so I had to go back and add the BitChute link. But here it is. And this was the one where we talked about it. Your body is the battlefield. That's where Whitney Webb coined that term. Never. That's the most. That's the best. That is what is happening. It shifted from everything else to now. Your body is the battlefield. In the war on COVID and NIH, DARPA focus on digital protective health. And as she says right in the opening, I think it might be loud enough. Let's see if you can hear it. 
the body, the human body is the new battlefield of this war on terror retool that's now the war on COVID. Right. And we get into this, in this discussion, we get into the idea about, and Whitney's research, as always, doing an excellent job in regard to the idea that they are already testing wastewater all the way back in 2020. And here we are. Now, here was just an in general medical pre-crime tag, so you can scroll through them and read whatever you want. There's a lot of information on this website if you guys want to check it out. And lastly, a point that's a little bit disjointed, but I just want to include this somewhere. They're really trying to hype the idea to get people to divide among party lines. They want this to happen. As it says, according to Daily Mail, half of Americans expect the second U.S. civil war within years. Now, maybe. But I argue people that are aware of the two-party illusion aren't falling for this. And that's the majority, in my opinion. So you can see why I push back on this. As I said, yeah, half of Americans, in quotes, who are lost in the two-party illusion, sure. The majority of Americans do not buy the partisan BS. That's why the actual majority of Americans are independents. That's a fact that you can look up at any time. The biggest portion of people in this country are those that don't vote or independent. This is about seeding a desired outcome or the beginnings of one. This Because the Democrats and the Republicans inside the illusion are completely convinced that they're going to be having a civil war. That's what they want from you guys. Don't fall for it. Hopefully that gets through to people, guys. But as always, there's only so much we can do. There's so much information. It, I had to put off an entire section about the Great Reset food supply stuff. Actually, oh, no, I, I, included, I jammed in the food supply stuff. But there's a whole Great Reset discussion that I'm going to have probably tomorrow. Now... I'm going to do my best, by the way, to end with those of you that are the hardcore followers to do as much as possible daily. Like I, I lately with the new puppy and everything else going on, which is not your concern. It's been hard for me to do shows ever, as much as I have been before, even though I'm getting them for the most part, sticking with four to five a week. I really want to get on a track of doing these consistently. So one every day for five weeks, five days straight kind of a thing. I'm doing my best to get there. I know you all understand. I'm just letting you know where this is going, but the more to come. And I'm going to do my best to try to increase. Somebody says this was a short show. <laughs> 22, oh, two, two and a half hours is in the middle for us, I guess. But I'm going to do my best and I'm trying to grow out the last American vagabond in general. I really do need people to help. But at the same time, it's hard for me. I know people have already reached out and I haven't gotten back to them. It's, it's just It's a difficult situation that we're in as we're being attacked from all angles. Our financial situation is continually going away. As always, the donation link on the website, if you guys can jump that in the chat for me, I'd appreciate it. It's the best way to help us right now. But there's a lot coming your way, and we, I will grow this out. I'm actually going to be trying to look for more people to work on the website to help everything else with security, with the technological aspect of it. But we need to. We need to adapt or die because it is coming down the pike, and we can all see it. So don't forget, I'm going to be now setting up just my Rockman exclusive to play Carrie Weathers' amazing interview tonight. Just I can't tell you how quickly it'll happen, but I'm going to set it up right after I end the stream. So make sure you check that out. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. Questions get asked when people have hesitancy or reluctance to get vaccinated. Did you go too quickly is the first the answer to that is, the speed was a reflection of extraordinary scientific advances and did not compromise safety, nor did it compromise scientific integrity. The next question is, okay, but what about the fact, is it really safe and is it really effective? Or is this something the government is trying to put over on us? Is this something the companies want to take advantage of? 
Well, let's take a look at what's happened over the past few months. We've had clinical trials, and thanks to the volunteers in that trial, in tens of thousands who have put themselves on the line to prove to the country and the world that these are safe and effective products. It is really bittersweet. The bitterness is the fact of what the Vice President mentioned. We still are in the middle of a very difficult situation with record numbers of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. But the sweetness is the light at the end of the tunnel, which I can tell you, as we get into January, February, March, and April, that light is going to get brighter and brighter, and the bitterness is going to be replaced by the sweetness. And we all hope, and I think this is doable, that by the time we get to several months into this year, we will have enough people protected that we can start thinking seriously about the return to normality. And that's up to all of us to step forward and get vaccinated.